This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? The Monty Show, as always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, and I know a lot of people, you know, when you get hurt, you get in an accident, a car accident, a motorcycle accident, you really are kind of hesitant because you don't know what to do. Trust me when I tell you have a plan because, unfortunately, in this country, it's not if, it's when you need the advocates. At theadvocates.com, never pay a penny to talk to an attorney live online for free at theadvocates.com. Holy hellaciousness. What a weekend of news. What a day of news already. Uh, We are in a situation where we have breaking news for you to start the show. Yes, we will get to all the Pac-12, all the Big 12 awesomeness, all the football. Uh, But unfortunately or fortunately, uh, we head to the courtroom for breaking news with Washington State and Oregon State going up against the Pac-12. In a story we've been telling you about for the better part of about four, five, six days now, we've seen this coming. We told you on Friday that our sources were telling us this was a slam dunk for Washington State and Oregon State, and now it's come to fruition. A judge has granted Oregon State and Washington State a temporary restraining order against the Pac-12, which will forbid the Pac-12 from having a board of directors meeting this week, which the 10 other members that are currently still in the Pac-12 say was innocuous and it was simply just to handle some um, payroll business. That's not what Washington State and Oregon State told the judge. They felt like this was going to be a board of directors meeting that would include a vote on splitting all of the equity and assets amongst the 12 members equally, which, of course, you understand from a 10-member perspective, and you understand why Washington State and Oregon State would not want that to happen. Well, a judge today sided decisively with Oregon State and Washington State And now I think the question becomes, what happens next? Because this is a decisive victory. If that temporary restraining order had not been issued, Oregon State and Washington State likely would have very quickly found themselves insolvent athletically and likely would have had to have cut sports, likely would have had to join the Mountain West It was a complete game changer if Oregon State and Washington State lost this temporary restraining order fight. However, they did not. The Pac-12 cannot have a meeting this week. Jake, how big of a win do you think this is for Washington State and Oregon State? Well, I mean, obviously it's a huge win. I think it was a must-have. I think it was a situation where you had to have this in order to go down the path of having control of the assets and, and essentially ensuring your survival on some level. I mean, of course, you you always had the Mountain West option, but I think that this victory allows you to stay on track for keeping the Pac-12 brand alive. Because again, if you're not going to have control of your assets, if you're not going to decide how all that is sort of divvied up and how all that works, I, I just don't know how you keep control of the brand itself you're not you're no longer in a position to sort of forward you know forward push the the survival if you will if you'd have lost today it really would have reinforced the idea that you 
and Washington or in Oregon State would have just been jumping into the Mountain West under that brand. And I think that's what this truly is all about. I mean, sure, this is about pausing a board of directors meeting, but at the core, Washington State and Oregon State are trying to keep control of their assets so that they can keep, you know, the money that the that the conference had saved over the years. They can keep control of the TV network and they can keep control of all this stuff that well, they have. I, I think the brand has value to it. I mean, if you're Oregon State and Washington State, I don't know that there's any way to save an automatic qualifier spot. I, I, I don't know. We'll find out about that as this news cycle goes on. But the value of this brand, in my opinion, is that you can market with it. You can readily put it in front of a college football fan and they're going to be recognizable. That, to me, is the value of the brand. It's easier to get a TV deal under the Pac-12 umbrella than I think it is under the Mountain West umbrella. I think it just makes more sense financially to keep this brand alive. That's what they're fighting for at this point. Are they fighting for cash? Yes. Are they fighting for control of the Pac-12 networks? Yes. Of the assets, the trucks, the humans? Yes. But this brand, if it's dead, all of that is massively devalued. The cash obviously would have been split 12 ways. Like this is a, a in my opinion, this is a massive game changer. There's no way to spin the fact today that Oregon State and Washington State quite literally won their survival as a conference today. Yeah. Because in that charter, and the other thing I would remind you, in that charter, it specifically says, hey, if there are members remaining in the conference, the money stays, the asset stays. And what was the leverage point that Washington State and Oregon State used today in their argument in front of a judge to get this temporary restraining order? Well, what they said was when Colorado hopped, Immediately, the other members of the conference kicked Colorado off the board of directors, got them out of future business, got their voice out of decision making. I think that's exactly what the precedent here is. And what this temporary restraining order says is that precedent matters. Past behavior in this exact situation by these 10 exiting members matters. And I think that was a very wise play by the attorneys representing Oregon State and Washington State. Because I, I think it's a real hammer when you hold what people have done um, business-wise against them going forward. It shows you, well, how are you acting? Are you acting in your own best interest or are you just following policy? I think these other 10 members were very clearly acting in their own best interest. I... I I don't even know that you can argue that. No, I don't think you can argue that. And, I, and I, how could you blame them? I, I, I mean, again, I, I feel like everyone quickly forgets the position that all of these schools, including Oregon State and Washington State, everyone seems to forget the position that you were put in. I mean, you were your your best deal that you were offered was basically an incentive laden sales package deal yeah. with a really low base salary, right? I mean, we're talking about fifteen or twenty million here, and then you'd have to sell your way up to compete with the other Power Four conferences. So, so yeah, I mean, I do think that the other schools were acting uh, in their own best interest, as I would recommend them to, and and I think this is why we get division in conferences, like. This is why we get the four-corner nomenclature. This is why we get USC and UCLA, why we get Washington and Oregon. You notice geography matters. Schools that are close to each other tend to team up, and that's what I think is difficult here. I'm sure Washington State is salty about the idea that Washington got out of a crappy situation and into a better one, and they were left for dead. I mean, that's probably part of this. So, 
That's why I say, I mean, I, I, if anybody was telling you that these 10 schools had any chance, honestly, to win today, I, I don't know what they were looking at. I mean, the, the, the case and the situation, you know, lays out perfectly that Oregon State and Washington State uh, would win today's court matter. Now, moving forward, I don't know. I, I, I you know, that, that really depends on just how well the, the 10 schools uh, can fight. You know, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and say that it's an auto win for Washington and Oregon State. Sure, do, do the bylaws and does everything on paper say that Oregon State and Washington State should win? Sure. But we're not just arguing about what's on paper because it's not a, a, a what's on paper issue. It is a big picture, never before seen thing. And I think that's what people don't really want to talk about. We've never seen this in college athletics. So sure. Yeah, if you leave a conference or if you leave the Pac-12, the bylaws say you're not on the board of directors anymore. That might be true, but yeah. I, I just think it's a complicated issue. Yeah, I think it is absolutely groundbreaking uh, for the the new Pac-12. I think if this goes on, and now I don't see any way that the 10 remaining or exiting members, excuse me, find leverage over these two remaining, Oregon State and Washington State. I mean, there's just no fight to be had. At this point, I think what the natural order here is, is that these 10 remaining members are simply going to stand down. Right. And you're going to see a situation where Oregon State and Washington State make up the board of directors. Um, I also think it's very interesting. Where was George Klyavkov today? Well, he wasn't in a courtroom. He was in Montana, probably pruning trees. I have no idea what he was doing, but he was not involved in this. And as we've reported for the better part of six weeks now, George Klyovkov is a paper pusher in this conference. George is not somebody that's involved in the future business of the conference. He's not somebody that's involved in sculpting or, you know, making policy going forward. He simply is making sure that this, this current football basketball season uh, into the summer sports season through July uh, 30th, uh, or excuse me, June 30th gets executed to the letter. And then by all accounts, he's going to be terminated. And I think that's exactly how they should handle this. I also think that that it's very interesting now that the board of directors in the Pac-12 is going to come down to two schools. And these 10 schools are are quite literally just in business to make those two schools money. Because mm -hmm. if, if you look at this past weekend, a strong performance out of USC again, um, a, a real decisive win for Oregon at, at Texas Tech, I think a gutty win uh, for Utah in Waco at, at Baylor, this conference is still the best football conference in the country, and we're going to week three now. So it's no longer a fluke. There's a legitimate chance, a legitimate chance for one of these four schools in the Pac-12, and, and be that Oregon, Washington, USC, and Utah, one of those four schools I think has a legitimate chance to get into the college football playoff. Let's go through the conference. Let's talk about it in October and November. But isn't it interesting? Where's that money going to go if one of those teams gets in? Yeah. It's going to go to the Oregon State and Washington State. You go through the basketball season and there's tournament money. Where's that money going to go? That's going to go to Oregon State and Washington um, State. Where's the Where are the tournament shares for, for the next six years that this conference has earned? Where are those going? Into the coffers of Oregon State and Washington State. Yeah, well, and that's what I think they're fighting for. That's what—that's the money that we're talking about right now. Yeah, and I, and I think you know Washington State with the debt load they have needs the money. I mean, you got to be able to dig out from that, and and I think that's what's tough. Like you know, again, like 
it, everyone can appreciate the concept of, hey, you know, you have you have debt, like it makes it harder. It makes things more difficult. And I think that, you know, yeah, I, I would be fighting for my life too if I were these yes. two schools. I would be dying on this hill big time. And I, and, I, and I think that they have a really strong case. I think this is history in the making. Because if this conference, even in name alone, survives, this is a, this is a win for the little guy. This is a win for the underdog. Mm -hmm. This is a win for the, the, the perennial black sheep of the conference in Washington State. Yeah. Who, by the way, has a football team that's winning games, right? Y you, you would rarely see this. You would rarely see this. It's far more that you see the Florida States trying to break up a conference. It's far more that you see the Michigans and the Ohio States dominating a conference. When do you see the nothings, the dregs, the lower level, with all due respect, universities in a, in a conference? This would be Indiana football. You know, this would be Illinois, uh, Maryland, or Rutgers telling Ohio State and Michigan where to go. Yeah. Like, wh wh when, do you, when do you ever see Vanderbilt telling Alabama a goddamn thing? Uh-huh. Right? You don't. And that's why this is so shocking. It is... It is the only time that I think Kurt Schultz did himself a solid. Totally agree. It's the only time. Uh, and then there's everything on the football field over the weekend. Folks, I, I don't know how you argue anymore that Texas isn't back. Because what we saw from Texas and what we saw from Sark and the Longhorns in Tuscaloosa was absolutely a finished product for a college football playoff spot. There is no question anymore who the best team in the Big 12 is. That would be the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. There's no question anymore who the most talented team in the country is. That would be the Texas Longhorns. There's no question anymore about who the starting quarterback for the Texas Longhorns is. That's Quinn Ewers. All of that got put to bed at Bryant-Denny Stadium this weekend. It was a stellar, stellar performance by Sark and the Longhorns. And I, I got to be honest with you, I'm sitting here a little surprised by it. We talked about it on Friday on the show, obviously, when we had our locks. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, it is everything that we, we talked about. I had Alabama winning it in a really close game. But what did we tell you? Texas has an opportunity to, I, I, to, to blow out Alabama. Now, they didn't blow them out. But I think what Texas did is serve notice of two things. This, this talk about how Texas always disappoints, maybe they will. They didn't this week. And I don't even know how to say this um, with a straight don't, face. Don't, dude. Um, we here, were having such a good here, show. Here on the Paul Feinbaum show. You're freaking mind. Here on the Paul Feinbaum show. Well, I have less hair than Paul Feinbaum, but that's not really the that's point. Why we have Feinbaum. Um, Here it comes. Is Nick Saban a has been? I can't turd. Was watching a national program this morning. I can't turd. And uh, somebody said that Nick Saban's a has been. Uh huh. And that wins over the weekend in the SEC, including Lane Train. 
show that the conference is moving to the younger, hipper, uh, transfer portal, NIL-type coaches. Yeah. I completely disagree with that. And I think it's dangerous. Yes, Lane Train jokes with Feinbaum there. Mm-hmm. I think it's very dangerous to question Nick Saban. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that Alabama didn't get dominated, but I they were controlled. Uh, I think Texas kept them well within their grip. I think that late in the, in what, eight minutes to go in the fourth, Alabama was trying to make a push. They score that touchdown. And then what happens? Quinn Ewers comes right back down the field with an absolute moonshot of a throw and ends the game. And, you know, again, it's it, it's your guy, Jatavian Sanders, like an absolute baller game. You got to give the guy credit. And I think that, you know, the, the thing that wait, I... Wait, 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 wait. He just plays football. Who pros- prognosticates football? Yeah, you prognosticate, right? You prognosticate. Anyway, the point is, is that... Yeah, you know, you got to give Quinn Ewers credit. Uh, he balled out. I'm not a Quinn Ewers guy, but he had a big game. 24-38, 3-49, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And, and I think, honestly, I think the stat sheet doesn't even do it justice. Honestly, like, that's a nice stat sheet, right? That's a nice game on paper for a quarterback. But I think that what the paper's not telling you is the control he played with, the composure he played with. He looked, he never looked flustered. He never he, looked out he, of his he element. He and Mitchell's relationship. Yeah, yeah. I understand there's a there's a quarterback there that has the name Manning on the back of his, his jersey. Yeah, not yet. He might as well not even be on the uh, roster. I, after I don't give a damn. Yeah. Because what I saw out of Quinn Ewers with Sanders, Mitchell, and Worthy, that's called chemistry. Yeah. That's called connection, relationship. That's why this team is very good. And and I think, you know, my only the only thing I'd say about them being the most talented team in the country, I I, I would love to see them play a team that's got that same caliber of offense. That that would be my only mm. thing as far as the college football playoff is. Concerned. I don't I agree. see. I don't see Ohio State with that. No, it's SC. SC I is one hundred percent on the same mm. level offensively. Not even a question. Hundred percent. Caleb I, Williams is a better quarterback than Quinn Ewers. I don't know that he has the wide receiver depth of quality that we saw in Tuscaloosa this weekend out of Texas. Wow. I I, I mean, honestly, I watch a lot of college football. I watch a lot of USC football. The wide receivers, the the Jatavian Sanders, who I think I have probably I have been on the the I have I am his one guy. Because nobody else talks about him and I don't understand it. He is a wide receiver that plays tight end. Throw the MF for the football. Because when you do, really good things happen. Right. He opens the middle of the field for Quinn Ewers and it, Caleb Williams is a better quarterback than Quinn Ewers. Let's not even have the conversation. Yeah. But everybody talked about, well, how is Texas going to run the football? Yeah, I don't think Texas running the football is a problem. They ran for 105 on a pretty damn good defensive front. And the thing, if you're Alabama or an Alabama fan that should scare you, is that I just don't see a secondary at Alabama that is dominant. You want to talk about the fronts. You want to talk about Tresman Marshall. You want to talk about, I mean, talk about any of the guys you want. You want to talk about Lawson Downs. Like, I think Caleb Downs had probably the best defensive day of anybody. It doesn't mean a thing because that secondary, I think, is very vulnerable. Clearly. Very vulnerable. And the one thing that we've always known Nick Saban by is you don't fuck with Nick Saban's defensive backs. Excuse my French. You don't test 
the safeties and corners at Alabama until now. And Texas exposed them. And maybe it's because Sark understands that system. He's got the talent to execute that. I'm all down with those conversations. But there's something else you have to understand. This is the first time that a ranked non-conference opponent has beaten Alabama with Nick Saban as the head coach. Mm -hmm. This is not an accident. This is not a fluke. Will it become a trend? I don't know. We're going to find out. But you have to start asking yourself. It, it, calling Nick Saban a has-been is ridiculous. Yeah. Asking if the transfer portal is starting to hurt Alabama is not ridiculous. Because I saw it in Jalen Milrow. I understand why he's the starting quarterback at Alabama. He should not be the starting quarterback at Alabama. Yeah, he ain't even in the Heisman conversation, in my opinion. Well, Heisman, no. It, it, no, you're missing my point. You've got to be better than that at Alabama. You went from, from Heisman Trophy probable in Bryce Young to not capable of playing football at a SEC championship level in Jalen Milrow. We saw the flashes. We saw the arm. We saw the legs. We also saw him completely get duped two, three, four times by a defense. It, it just, I mean... Jade Barron absolutely baited him into an interception. Right. It's, that's what worries you. You're losing to ranked non-cons. You don't have the talent in the skill positions. I've never seen Alabama with this little bit of talent at the skill positions outside. Yeah. Never have I seen a Texas Longhorn football team or anybody else, for that matter, come into Bryant-Denny and be twice as good as Alabama at wide receiver. That's why you start to wonder, yeah, maybe Nick needs to get his ass in the portal. Maybe maybe stop doing, you know, Pat McAfee's show on Thursdays yeah. and maybe stop doing the Aflac commercials and start getting in the portal. Yeah. You're Ala flipping Bama. You should be able to call anybody and say, Hey, you wanna be you wanna you wanna roll tide with us? Okay, cool. We'll see you tomorrow. That's how the transfer portal conversation should go. Roll tide. But all of a sudden, we don't have the best NIL and we don't have the best transfer portal. Yep. So I, I know people on, on Twitter lost their, their mind on me when I said, hey, Nick Saban's got to change or he's going to become a Joe Paterno. How dare you? He's going to become a Bobby Bowden. He's going to become that guy who used to be dominant and now is irrelevant. Kiss my butt! And it doesn't have to be that way. I'd also point to Chaboy. You know, Dabo Sweeney, we built this program on Jesus Christ. We and, built this program hey man, on NIL in God's a, hey, name, image, and likeness. I, I'm here for it. But apparently Jesus Christ ain't a great wide receiver. It's probably different and, than what you're thinking, though. And apparently Jesus Christ isn't a great quarterback. And apparently Moses and the, 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 the apostles aren't great as a unit up front on the because offensive line. Garbage. Yeah, because they're, Clemson right now is not talented. And it's because Dabo doesn't want to get into the portal. And if Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney, and really for that matter, Kyle Whittingham, yeah. there's a lot of these 60-year-old football coaches who don't want to get into the portal. Well, too bad. I sifted through all that. If you don't want to get into the portal, it, it's going to be guys like Prime that are going to blow the doors off you. Yeah. Because, uh, again, and I know... I know, I'm just little old fat ass doing his talk <laughs> show. Little old you know, I I I on Jutub. 
But I'd also point out, do you think it's an accident that people don't want to put Shador Sanders in the Heisman Trophy conversation? Don't believe us. Anybody, go, go get on the old tweet machine and ask yourself, like, look at all the leading Heisman people. That's why we have fine moms. How come Shador Sanders isn't in that conversation? Oh, that's right, because it's prime and it's not the SEC. That's, that's, right. a, that's a problem. That's a, because I don't care if it's Caleb Williams or Quinn Ewers, anybody you want to point to, Shador Sanders has been better than you. Yep. And he belongs in the conversation. Yep. This is a young man's game. Yeah, I think the transfer portal is prolific. I, I think that, you know, it, it very much is a, you know, new thing that people are either accepting or not accepting. And I think that if you're not going to accept it, you're going to get your ass kicked. And we're seeing that week in and week, week out. Yeah. I just am, I, I am amazed by it. I am amazed. I was um, disappointed in in Bama overall. I mean, I, I, I understand, hey. It was lackluster. Yeah, I mean, I understand, hey, you're going to lose sometimes, you know. Uh, but I'm surprised they lost at home, number one. Even with everything that Texas has, I, I and I'm not even hating on Texas. I, I agree, best team in the Big 12, definitely a college football playoff team. Quinn Ewers is, is legit. Like, I'm with all that. But it's, I just, we can't lose sight of, dude, it's Alabama at home under Nick Saban. Like, it just, it doesn't, what we saw in that game just hasn't happened any time recently. And I just... I can't. I can't even tell you the last time I remember watching Alabama football. Be like, yeah, they're they're just not as good as who they're playing. The only the only guy in that secondary who was consistently looking to to turn the tide was Kool Aid McKinstry. Yeah, and he's a wildly talented kid. But there's nothing else special, or at least, and I don't want to say that in the Texas game yeah. there was nothing else special at the back end of this Bama defense, and that is what's shocking. Yeah. That is what's shocking. And there was nothing special outside at, at wide receiver. And why those two are so closely connected is because you look at schools. Texas, fucking Texas. You look at Texas. Texas has wildly talented wide receivers. Thanks. What else do they have? DBs. Wildly talented defensive backs. And why is that? Because they all play the same position. And when you're not good enough to be a wide receiver, because Steve Sarkeesian's taking every wide receiver talent he can, he's going to turn you over to Pete Kwiatkowski in that Texas defense, and they're going to make you Jade Barron and everybody else in that secondary. They're going to make you a hell of a DB. Because what do you need to be a DB? Long and fast. Speed, bro. You need to burn. And and that's, I, I'm just telling you. I, I, Jaron Thompson. Dude, I'm watching this game on Saturday night, and I'm like, hey, uh, is this Alabama or is this like is this like their scout team? Like, what what are we doing here? And and Jalen Milrow to me is 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 obviously not the sole reason that they struggled Saturday night. But no, it, but, but he it, made Tavondre Sweat look yeah. like an all American. And Tavondre is a really good player. Don't don't mean he might be the best defensive lineman in the Big Twelve. Might be. There's a flip ton of them. Yeah, Tavondre Sweat might be the best one. Jalen Milrow. And this is the other thing that really surprised me about Alabama. Yeah. I think when you look at it, when you're an offensive coordinator and you're looking at a defense, you're going to pick out Devondre Sweat and say, how are we dealing with that guy? We're either going to go right at him or we're going to, we're going to try to get away out. from him. Yep. What yep. do we, and they didn't do that. They didn't do that. How are you making a mistake of throwing that ball that, that, 
that Jade Barron intercepted. Because I don't understand, you know, oh, that's right, you're not a great quarterback. Yeah, well, and that's and, the thing. That's a surprising thing is that Alabama, what, what was Alabama's thing with Bryce Young? Hey, yeah, maybe Alabama wasn't as talented as the other team just overall, like, top to bottom. Yes. But Bryce Young was just better than you. He was smarter than you. The Jade Barron interception never happens with Bryce Young at the, at the helm. And I think that's what's so surprising to me. I, dude, I was telling somebody before the show walked in our studio, you have a linebacker playing quarterback for you, right? You've got a guy that's got all this size, all this running ability, has no idea what the defense is trying to do to him, clearly. And that, to me, is the biggest indictment on Nick Saban and that staff. I understand if, hey, maybe you're playing a guy that isn't physically gifted, you know, not big enough, maybe doesn't have a huge arm, and is going off of his smarts. But you cannot have a guy who is just this all-world athlete and, and just not, and maybe saying he's clueless is strong, but at Alabama, that performance to me said you're pretty clueless as to what Texas is trying to do to you in any kind of given situation. Well, because you're, you're, you're young and inexperienced. Yeah, well, that's not good you're, enough at you're, Alabama, you're, you're, But that was my point earlier. You're just not playing the, the same game. That Steve Sarkeesian's playing. Yeah, you're not playing college football playoff football. You're not doing that. Yeah, you're you're not playing the same game that that all these other the, you know top five teams are playing. And I don't know that in my in my my career that I thought I would ever say that Nick Saban doesn't deserve to be in the top ten teams in this country. I don't think they're a top ten team. Like you look at the AP top twenty five this week. Yeah, and I think he's really lucky. Well, it's a, it's a respect really thing, lucky. right? Like, well, we're what is this week three or whatever? Yeah, we're, we're I mean, we're looking at a situation where you have a lot of branding at the top of this poll. Yeah, I don't think Georgia's that dude. How how slowly did they start? Michigan's really good. Florida State's really good. I think Texas should be the number one team in the country. Uh, I think USC should be the third team in the country. I, if it were my top five, I would have a Texas Georgia. Florida State, Michigan, USC. It's a wee fence. Or something like that. Um, but I, I also look down the, the list a little bit. How is Ole Miss 17? Yeah. Um, how is Utah only maintaining at 12? Oh, I, I see, to me, that I, you texted me that, and I wasn't, I'm not surprised by this at all. I mean, yeah. Utah didn't look good. Utah barely pulled that thing out. Uh, and, and again, I know Twitter was all raging about the last play of the game between Utah and Baylor. Yes, it was pass interference by the book. No, it was not pass interference because they didn't throw the flag. Last play of the game, you're not getting that call, bud. It's just not happening. So yeah. I'm not like, I don't think, again, and, and you brought up his name before, I love Kyle Whittingham. I love the way he coaches the game, love the way his teams come out on the field and perform. You got to get going in the transfer portal here, yes, man. Yes, you like, do. I can't I, – I, everyone, all the writers in Salt Lake today, oh, my God, Witt said that Nate Johnson is number two? Holy cow. Well, what do you, what do you, what do you expect? And then, and then what do we get? Hey, Nate Johnson is going to start because Cam can't start. And now we're all outraged that Bryson Barnes isn't going to start in Cam's stead. Bryson Barnes is not good enough. He's not talented Nate, enough. He had Nate's one good the guy. Game. Nate's the guy you want playing. Yeah. And we we talked about that on Friday. I think he should have started this yeah. game. Yes. Um, it's Weber State this week. By the way, this coming up weekend for Utah, play Nate Johnson. Yeah. There's no doubt. You know, give my guy Jaquindon Jackson more carries because he is what I told you he was. Yeah. All I'm saying is, 
Guys like Kyle Whittingham, Nick Saban, Dabo to a lesser extent, I'm sure. You got to get in the portal and start dominating. Your brand is too good to be to be getting turned down. Real quick, last thing I want to get to before we get to your comments because you guys are amazing. Um, what do you guys make of this Art Bryles situation in Oklahoma? So after the game, and I, I it, this is a little surprising. Right. After the game, Art Bryles is on the field at Alabama, or at Oklahoma, rather. Did this bother you? Yeah, I mean, it bothered me a little bit for sure. And, and you know, what, what, what bothered me the most about it was, you know, as you guys can see in the picture, dude's in full Oklahoma gear here. This is school-branded, you know, Jordan attire, if you will. Right. I mean, this is not it's not like he's in, you know, uh, you know, his golf outfit, right? Golf pants and a polo with a little visor on looking like he's someone completely unaffiliated with the program. Right. My problem here is that everyone seems to want to hide under the cover of, oh, well, it's family. So we can just do whatever the hell we want because he's my father in law and he's the grandfather of my kids. And, and all I want to say is, hey, Jeff, dude, bro, hear me out. Hear me out. You're not representing just your family here. You're representing the school. That's what bothers me so, so much. Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator, who you see there in the white uh, pullover, is married to Art Bryles' daughter. Art Bryles cannot ever, ever be seen wearing your staff-issued sleeves because that's what those are. That is Oklahoma staff only. Yeah. And I, I don't care how he wound up on the field because Venable said he didn't give him a pass. Their athletic director said they never issued him a pass. And after the game, I, I got to be honest with you, when you put a guy of Art Bryles' reputation, and I want you to remember, excuse me, I want you to remember what Art Bryles did. Art Bryles, without getting into the details of it, covered up heinous crimes by his players at Baylor. You cannot have him on the field. He is a pariah. After the game, I was a little surprised that Jeff Levy wasn't a little more contrite. Did you reach out to Arch Biles and invite him onto the sideline tonight? That's my father-in-law. That's Yeah, so he's my father-in-law. That's a grandfather to my two kids. So he was down with our entire family after the game, well after the game, but he was down there and with the entire family. I think there's going to be people that have trouble squaring that a little bit because of his... Yeah, well, that again, he's with his entire family. That's my father-in-law. That's a grandfather to my two kids. And it, and it doesn't matter, ultimately, because this picture can never happen. Right. It doesn't matter he's your father-in-law. And, it, you know, I. you are who you run with. We talk about this all the time. You are defined by the people you surround yourself with. And I think what 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 so many and certainly here Jeff Lebby didn't understand is Art Bryles is not going to support you and prop you up. Art Bryles is going to bring you down, which is why today in his press conference Jeff Lebby apologized. Yeah, morning, you know, suspect suspect, you know, some of you might have questions uh regarding my father-in-law his presence at the game Saturday night. I want to go ahead and address this. Got a statement for you guys that I'll read. You know, one, just want everybody to understand uh, my father-in-law, his presence on the field after the game the other night is is something 
uh, that created a distraction, and I, I do I apologize for that. That was that was not the intent at all. Uh, the intent was just to to celebrate with with my family. Um, do want to correct some reports that uh, that claimed he had a sideline pass. There was not a sideline pass given out. He was actually on the field only when when other families were were down there and were present. Uh, you know, Joe Castiglione, Coach Venables, both have have. Uh, address concerns with me, have talked to me about it, and, and again, can, can make sure that everybody understands that this is something that, that will not come up again. So with that, wanted to start with that and then get into questions. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late. And, and it doesn't matter how he got on the field. No. You can't have the wolf hanging out with the sheep. And I don't care if he had you know a, a field pass or not. He's on the field. Who cares how he got there? Not only is he on the field, Art Bryles is wearing staff-only clothing. Well, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like, and, and I know this may seem petty on some level, but if if Art Bryles was on the field, you know, again, wearing street clothes, just wearing whatever he had decided to wear that day, we would be having a different conversation. I don't think this would have been as, you know, there wouldn't have been as much heat in this story as there is because he was wearing team-branded uniforms. Because what does that suggest? And this is what no one's talking about. Mm -hmm. It suggests that you planned it, that he, you know, again, the field pass thing. It, it Well, he's got your branded clothes on. Did he have a field pass? Dude, Joe like, Castiglione, and, and who is the athletic director at, at Oklahoma, Joe Castiglione was pissed about it, he as he should have been. Yeah. Because it looks like an endorsement from Oklahoma. And if you're you're Brent Venables, what do you say to this? Cuz you you you're you're in a no-win situation. Art Bryles, a pariah is not strong enough. Like he is a guy that you simply cannot be associated with. He has tried to been hired by other guys as consultants and and it's just you can't do it. Yeah. You you can't do it. This this was so bad. For Oklahoma and Brent Venables. It's just so bad. Yeah. I cannot say enough. This is why regimes, coaching staffs, this is why they die. Because your offensive coordinator, and with all due respect to Jeff Levy, I wouldn't hire him. Yeah. Because Art Bryles is his father-in-law. That sounds terrible. I get it. I want nothing to do with this conversation. If I if I'm well, Venables, if I'm Castiglione, if I'm anybody, I want nothing to do with well, this. Well, and I would take it a step further and I would say I wouldn't hire Jeff after this decision. No. Right? Like like okay, if 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 what you said, if people are going to say what you just said is too harsh, well, let's just get right to it then. If if we want to play it that way, I'm not going to hire you cuz you thought it would be a good idea. Or maybe no big deal, I guess, to bring your father-in-law, who happens to be just an awful human being by most people's accounts, on the field and team attire. Why would you do that? What, like, are you so self-centered that you can't see that you know you represent a bigger picture here? And that's what I think is tough. And and that's why I'm a little surprised he didn't get asked. Hey, like, what was the thought process? What, like, what, like? Oh, he did. I'm certain. Like, I am certain that Jeff Levy, Levy hurt himself with that photo. And I, I think it's just the reality of, of where we are today. It's incredible. You look at this Mel Tucker situation at Michigan State. Dude. <laughs> Mel Tucker, the football coach at Michigan State, has a $95 million contract. 
that evaporated into thin air. <coughs> because Mel Tucker is alleged to have initiated phone sex with a woman who treats traumatized victims of sexual acts, amongst other things. And she was brought in by Mel Tucker on multiple occasions to speak to his team. And as things evolved, allegedly, he thought it'd be a good idea to have phone sex with her. And she didn't um, want it, and she filed a complaint, and he was put on unpaid leave today. You think Mel Tucker ever gets a field pass? No. You think Mel Tucker, and I don't know if Mel's got a daughter, but um, do you think you're going to hire Mel Tucker's son-in-law? That's the reality of the world. If, if you look at the situations in our country, you're not hiring Art Bryles. I, Kendall Bryles is lucky to have the gigs he's had. You know, it, it just, it's the reality of it. Levy made a huge mistake. If you're going to hire Art Bryles' son-in-law, because his name isn't Jeff Levy, it's Art Bryles' son-in-law. Correct. If you're going to hire Art Bryles' son-in-law, Art Bryles can't be in the state ever. You know. Ever. He can never come to a game. Never. Not once. Not in a, 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 a disguise. Never. He can't go to bowl games. Ever. No. He can't put on an Oklahoma staff, you know, sweatshirt. Ever. It's Art Bryles. He is viewed essentially as the devil. Yeah. That's the reality of it. And here we are. And I would remind you, this is Oklahoma. Never. This, this isn't Jimmy Joe's AC refrigerant repair university. It's Oklahoma. Yeah, this isn't Bishop Sycamore. Can, can you imagine Art Bryles being on the field at Baylor or Texas <coughs> or A&M <coughs> or, you know, Dallas County's own? But he was just on the field with all the other Come families, on, man. man. What's the big deal? It, it, it's 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 remarkable. It, it's it remarkable is. to me the firestorm that this has caused. The, the firestorm that this has caused. And I feel for Levy. I feel for him. But you him. made a choice, dude. And you made a you made a really dumb choice. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the choice to marry into the family. What I'm saying is that you made a choice to allow him to come on the field. Because field pass or mm. not, you allowed him on the field. Yeah, and again, the picture, you, you can never un, undo this picture, bro. You're on the field talking to him, and he looks like he's on the coaching staff. That's the other thing that I think people don't quite understand. If you didn't know who these two bros were, those are just two coaches standing on the field talking to each other. Well, no, it's the Oklahoma coach and then whoever Buddy is. Yeah, what? However you want to say it, Art Bryles on the left wearing the 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 long sleeves, Jeff Lebby, his son-in-law, and the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma on the right wearing the white hoodie. Uh they look like two coaches at Oklahoma, <coughs> and that's what Joe Castiglione is so pissed about. Yeah. And, hey, I see all the comments about, oh, that's discrimination. No, you know, it's not discrimination. You know what it is? It's called harsh reality. Yeah. It's a, you know what that is? That's accountability. You can't do what Art Riles did to, to those folks at Baylor and then think you're just going to hop on the freeway and drive up to Norman and, oh, well, that happened in the state of Texas. This is Oklahoma. 
No, you're a dog up there, too. Yeah. So, is what it is. Whew. Okay. 46 minutes of power. Man, I need it now. Yeah, not, I mean, we haven't even gotten the buckshot in yet. We're already <laughs> raging. You... Oh, Can I breaking just... news. Holy cow. The Chiefs lose and they decide to sign Chris Jones. Isn't it incredible? The Chiefs got beat up up front and they decide to, to sign Chris Jones. What? Football 50 in three minutes where we've got some NFL takes for you. But Bucked Up, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. So many of you sent me pictures of your shipment. Please tag me on Twitter and Instagram. You guys, I'm t- the Buckshot is a game changer. I shot an 81 at Canyons Golf yesterday. And why did I do that? Because I hit a buckshot at the, uh, at the turn, had a terrible front nine, and by some calculations, <clears throat> shot a 30. Or what would amount to a 31? Back of the envelope calculations. On the back nine. Back of the scorecard calculations. Three birdies and a par in a four-hole stretch on the back. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, pretty legit. Pretty legit. I mean, I, I, you know, buckshot helps. By the I way, lying. I, I'm not going to lie. I put a lot of it on the on the bucked up. Um, I had a bucked up protein shake for breakfast this morning. The collagen peptides. Doing my. Can I just explain to you how much my inner thighs hurt right now? <laughs> so I have promised myself. <laughs> I have made a promise to myself that I will do a hundred squats every day as soon as I get out of bed. Now what I've also nap? let me tell you what now. Now I've also lied to myself, and now I've decided it'll be fifty in the morning and fifty at night. Don't lie to me because I almost the boys were almost bouncing off the floor this morning yeah. because I, my legs are just cooked. But snow season's coming, so I did my hundred squats next to the bed this morning. Stood up, just 10, 10 sets of ten. Did my squats, got in the shower, went downstairs, fed the dogs. Did the dishes. Yeah. Oh, um, Mrs. Monty's out of town, huh? Dusted. No, I'm kidding. Uh, fed the dogs, fed myself, and I'll tell you, I love the way I feel after I take Bucked Up in the morning. You, you take a protein shake. About an hour later, I scrambled up four eggs, chopped up some fresh tomato, threw in my collagen peptides into my, my, uh, my scrambled eggs, which I am known to do. Uh, and it's just amazing. There is nothing better than four eggs, tomatoes, a little bit of onion, collagen peptides. Put them in a pan. They're gone in like 32 seconds. Fat. It's amazing. And I give it all to Bucked Up. Got on the scale, gained a pound this week, though. Well, Got to get back on the horse. BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code MATI20 to get 20% off at purchase. Salty Drunk says, I did my squat when I dropped the Browns off. Nice, dude. Well done. Really nice, dude. Well, I mean, you know, did you have, you know, what what was the rating on that? You know, was it was that a 10 out of 10 or? Dude, I'll tell you this morning, there was a PDH. <laughs> Mike Smith, good Lord, Monty, please tell me that you are not doing those squats in the morning with Mrs. Monty in the room. Talk about birth control. My man. Hiscock. <laughs> can I tell you, can I tell you the pain train that is 100 squats in the morning? Here I am. <laughs> I, did you just start doing them cold? Like, did you even warm up? Or no, anything, I or stretched. You, you stretched. I stretched. Okay. Yeah. So my wife's out of town. Real quick story, and then we'll get to football at fifty. Yeah, yeah. Real quick story. My wife's out of town, and I am past the moon out. One forty-eight in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
you ever have that, mo- that, that moment where you're like, Jesus is wanting to talk to you. Yeah, and you're just like, mm. where's the gun? <laughs> and so I heard, I, I, I hate when my wife is out of town. I always sleep poorly. <clears throat> but I'm startled awake by a noise. I grab my gun. And I go downstairs, and my drunk-ass 100-year-old dog is licking the TV tray. I have a little TV table. And because my wife is out of town, I didn't push it. I didn't fold it up and put it away like I usually do. I left it near the couch. And my drunk-ass 100-year-old dog is just like... You see, I like I have simple And I think it was his... Dude. I think it... It was his when he jumped up on the couch, he bumped it because it was kind of sitting cocked. And it just was like, son of a. Anyway. That was incredible. Put the dog, put the dog, put the dog back to bed, wrapped him up in his blanket, holstered the, holstered the, 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 the gun, went back to sleep. But I tell you, when your wife's out dude, of town, dude, it's, dude. it is literally the pain train. Yeah. Um, all right. A couple of, uh, Couple of quick comments uh, before we get rolling here. Football fifty and sixty seconds. Bob Holsey gives us five dollars. Steve Sarkeesian. Whoa. Whoa. Steve Sarkeesian's a better man than Nick you are. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Used to be a better man than you are. Connor Cole. How about them Bearcats? Never heard of them. Yeah, who are the Bearcats? Y'all changing your mind on us or not? We're on to Cincinnati. Uh, make sure you watch us on Big Noon Kickoff versus OU. We'll be watching. Yeah, see, here's the – never mind. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm not I doing told it. you I'm a Scott Satterfield guy. I... Let's talk in a month. Uh, badass 377 for $5. Did you guys see the Mountain West schools becoming more competitive in athletics with recruiting and recognition by becoming the new Pac-12? 9-11 never forget. Uh, yes, 9-11 today. Never. Do you guys remember where you were on 9-11? I do. Uh, I do see the Mountain West schools becoming more and more, for sure. Uh, Lance Johnson for $2. I'm not going to read that. Uh, Beavers on a rampage for $5. Mel Tucker just set the record for the most expensive phone call ever, $77 million. Can you believe that? Wild. $77 million. He gave away $77 million. Uh, Lance Johnson for $5. By the way, Monty, Chicago was awesome last week. Deep Dish uh, at Pequod's oh. and two Pearl Jam concerts. Oh. Why would you do that? Like, what are you Why doing? do you say hurtful things like that? Deep Dish pizza sounds amazing. Hey, did you see, let me guess, you saw Pearl Jam at Guaranteed Low Rate Field too, didn't you? No, probably not. Anyway, football 50, 10 to the hour, every hour, presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. Make sure you get your uh, 30-day, 30-day, $10 trial membership, TridayTrading.com. Give me $10, I'll show you the rest of your life. If I said you could make $240,000 in the next 12 months, would you do it? Of course you were. TridayTrading.com. Let's focus on the NFL. Your comments exclusively next hour. I appreciate everybody being here. Ham now. Tarrant County. Now, let me uh, hold on one more time. Good job. Excellent. Push that elbow back. Excellent. Excellent. Your elbow's not sore after the squats. Good. Good. Excellent. Who told you my Dallas Cowboys would dominate? Here we go. I'm not a Cowboy fan, but holy cow, they dominated. 
And I I look at the I look at the way that Dallas thumped the Dude. New York Giants. I thought you said they thumped them. Thumped them. Dude. I'm going to thump your skull. Bro. I they dominated the New York Giants. My guy Dak in terrible weather. Dude. Okay, just just listen to this really quick. And I, I'm not even saying this to hate on Dak. This has nothing to do with Dak. I just think this is incredible. Okay, if I said, hey, the Dallas Cowboys won 40 to nothing, you would expect Dak to have thrown for like 500 yards or some gnarly number, right? No, this guy's 13 to 24, 143 with a six yard attempt average. That's how bad the Giants are. Are no. you kidding, dude? They're terrible. Do you intentionally say stuff to piss me off? The Giants are terrible. Is dude. that what this is? Don't, don't is, come this, in here. is this Jakey Two Holes pissing in me here off? And talk to me about Tony on, Pollard man. having a great game, or you don't, 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 dude. This is, has nothing to do with Dallas and everything to do with the Giants, dude. Do the, did the Giants even run out a front four, a front five? I guess that'd be. Do they even have an offensive line, like? Does Saquon Barkley know how to catch a football? I'm telling you right now that all I can all I can say is that defense of the Dallas Cowboys, and I mean, sure, we can talk about the sack machines. Um, we can talk about the Dominator and Micah Parsons. We can talk about um, you know, pick the guy. That secondary is dominant for the Dallas Cowboys. There's a good chance they lead the NFC in interceptions. My man, I'm telling you now, it is remarkable how good the Dallas Cowboys are. But here's a question for you. You can only have one in the NFC title game. The Dallas Cowboys or the Sam Frogs Disco 49ers. Because the San Francisco 49ers yesterday, with what Brock Purdy was able to do, and what more, more to the point, what... Fred Warner and that San Francisco 49er defense did with, with, I, I mean, Drake Link Greenlaw is old, I feel like, and he's he's not, but he's been there for what feels like forever. He's playing the best football I've ever seen Drake Greenlaw play. Right. In that secondary. You look at guys like Drake Jackson. I, I mean, there's not a guy yesterday that did not have a fantastic performance for the, the San Francisco 49ers, and it wasn't even that hard. And they absolutely shellacked the Pittsburgh Steelers at home Yeah. in what I think was one of the most disappointing performances of the week in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who was better yesterday, the 49ers or the Cowboys? I think the 49ers. I, I, I think, you know, the idea that McCaffrey's got, what, 22 carries, I think it was, 22 for 152. I mean, just tells me you're getting him you're getting him line, uh, holes in the line to run through. You're getting him out in space. Like, you're putting your guys in positions to be successful. And again, I, I'm just going to keep saying this. It's not that Brock Purdy is incredibly special, but what does he do? He does his damn job. He Dude, he was really good yesterday. And that's my point. This uh, Brock Purdy's never going to be MVP, best dude in the league. 
But what is he? He's really good at what he needs to do. He puts the ball where it needs to go. He gives guys a chance to go out and make a play. Yeah. And that's why you see 22 for 152 out of McCaffrey. That's why you see 10 points in the first, 10 points in the second. Like, you see some, some consistency. And I know it's the Steelers. It's not the best team in the league. But to come out after the concerns with his the ligament in his elbow and do this, I think is impressive. No, oh, Jesus. Do we have to? I mean, do we really have to? Let's just let the music play. I don't want to talk about the Bears. Let's just let. Can we just vibe to the music instead of talking about how bad Justin Fields is? Yeah. So Jordan Love was incredible yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Packers. Unreal, no, dude. I can't do that either. Uh, that feels <laughs> that feels very pro-Russian to me. Uh, to be talking, uh, Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback. And you know what? Jordan Love with the the Packers, this is something you don't often see. A guy that was left for dead in the NFL, now coming back and thriving. Now, the Bears' defense is horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous. Horrendous. And you have Matt Eberflus, supposedly the defensive guru. Congratulations, another defensive coordinator that absolutely sucks as a head coach. Oh. The Bears are so frustrating. I am so disappointed in my Chicago Bears. How long am I going to have to sit on the pulpit of fine Monty espousals? I don't even know what that means. But anyway, how long am I going to have to sit on this show and tell you that Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback? He cannot throw at the NFL level. You can't throw the ball 37 times. 37 attempts for 216 yards. And an interception that was so bad. It could have been picked off by three different Packers yesterday. I'd also remind you they only ran for 122 yards because our running backs up in Detroit carrying the mail. Yeah. I'd remind you of that. Like, this team's a wreck. It isn't getting better. And I have no idea what the plan to improve this team is, but I can also tell you Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback. He still can't read defenses. You threw the ball. And I know everybody's going to tell me, oh, Monty, DJ Moore. Holy please, cow! Please, please. How many times do you think they targeted DJ Moore yet? They're best, the best receiver anybody's ever seen ever. How many times do you think they targeted him? Twice. Not in the first drive or the first quarter or the first half. Twice the entire game. Yeah. Two targets at, at DJ Moore. Not a good look. Maybe, I know it's crazy. Bear with me though. Maybe we call something other than a screen. I know. Crazy. Dude, he's winning the MVP by throwing it behind the line. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. When they called a screen, a non-screen pass, he got picked off. Oh. That's right. All right, back to the. Where's that page? Where's that page in the playbook with all the designed runs? Oh God. Eber flus my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I am so downtrodden on the Chicago Bears right now. I wonder how Jair Alexander's doing after yesterday's game. Football 50, 10 in the hour, every hour <laughs> on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends. Uh, I guess I should have changed the graphic too, but that's fine. Uh, football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. $10 30-day trial membership, and you guys, they hold nothing back in those 30 days. You get a, an elite day trading coach assigned to you who's going to mentor, train you, answer your questions, help you through the process. Full-time graduates of the program, those that trade full-time after graduating, trydaytrading.com. 
make $1,000 or more a day, part-time traders, once they graduate the program, make three dollars to $500 a day. Pay your house off faster. Pay your car off faster. Maybe you have a second mortgage that's weighing you down. Pay it off faster. Tridaytrading.com. Don't live in credit card debt. If you are buried in credit card debt, student loan debt, those forgiveness programs are over. Don't let that weigh you down. Make the money you deserve. Start living free. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Tridaytrading.com. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Um, I, an amazing hour, number one, you guys. We have over 1,000 comments already. Uh, really appreciate you guys uh, contributing to the show. Please give us a thumbs up. We are just short of 35,000 subscribers on the show. Incredible. Uh, there's 758 of you watching the show right now. Uh, if you could do us a solid and subscribe to the show, we are just 100 and 83 subscribers away on, from 35,000. Come on. So hit the like button. That really helps us uh, as well. Uh, where are you guys at? Open season, NFL, college football, Art Bryles at Oklahoma, Mel Tucker at Michigan State. Is Texas here? Texas is here, boys. Here's the other question. Is Nick Saban Nick on the Saban. slide? Nick Saban, is he on the slide? RJ Seaman for $4.99. Uh, Pittsburgh was awesome. Had a blast. Then Jerkovic decided to go 10 of 31 passing. Wow, transfer portal, not all gems. No, sir. No. Hey, how about BYU, though? Hey. Had Isaac Rex on the show last week. <clears throat> Believe that's called Monty's show karma. Oh, BYU sucks. Keaton Slovis is terrible. They're never going to win anything in the Big 12. Dominated. Isaac Rex with a touchdown. Keaton Slovis looked really good. Defense looks stellar again. Telling you, man, they're not even at 100% mm -hmm. with their wide receivers. So just an excellent, excellent weekend for BYU. Yeah. Lance Johnson says, Jake, it wasn't low rate, but at the United Center, so kind of the same. Oh, I love the no, United no, Center. No, 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 We are, you got to turn the drops back up real quick. I, you know, I got this one. This one needs, you know, this one needs the. Uh, oh, no. Don't ever again <laughs> compare the United Center to Guaranteed low rate field. Now, again, the White Sox have had some success. I not, not hate not on the really. White Sox. Go Cubs. The United Center is an incredible building that is just legendary. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Uh let's see. Tanner Plummer. Give the Cowboys credit. They kicked butt. Yes, they did. Tanner's Tanner's kind of a problem on the show these days. He's trying to like say that Texas fans are unbearable, yet he is a Philadelphia Eagle fan who are far more unbearable. Um you know. You know, Drew Money says the Bengals are so disappointed. How worried about Joe Burrow? Are you? I mean, Burrowhead Stadium's your guy here. Yeah, I'm not that worried about it. Everyone's freaking out. They had a bad week. Uh, Jamar Chase should shut his mouth and stop talking about, you know, the the Cleveland Browns being some terrible team. Uh, and I, I, I think that they just didn't have chemistry. I mean, what I saw is a team that just looked lost on offense. I mean, the routes were there. But Joe didn't look confident in the routes. Again, it, I, I though I want to make an excuse for Joe. His knee is not healthy. Yeah, I, There's no doubt about that. Oh, I thought you were going to say the excuse was he got paid. There was rain. He was probably at the club because he got paid. Joseph Lee Burrow. The field was in terrible condition. And I just thought that Washcloth Man played a better washcloth game than Joe Burrow. Washcloth Man. Yeah, the Washcloth Wizard. Um, Hiscock. Yeah, played a bit. I mean, Washcloth was 16-29 for 154 yards. Joseph Lee Burrow. 
was 14 of 31. I thought Justin Fields was bad. 14 of 31. 82 yards. That's it. 14 of 31 for 82 yards. They need more time together. Yeah. That's all that is. Uh, Let's see. Roundabout says Bears fans sound like Boise State fans, just like us. Jim Choi, Jim Harbaugh ain't coming through that soldier field. No, he's not. Thank no, God. he's not. Jeremy Callahan, bear with me. See, no. So see what he did there? You guys it's are the bears. You guys are bear being with hurtful. Me. Can I please live in my world of pain and hurt as a Chicago Bears fan? Teddy Wayman. Sup, guys. Mac Jones looked a lot better with an actual offensive coordinator. Dallas still sucks. I completely agree. That Dallas still Don't sucks. believe us. Yep. How does Dallas still suck? Because, dude. Now, I will also say again, because you guys know I don't like to tell you how often I'm right. Just every day, but it's fine. Uh, pimp's going to pimp, because what did I tell you about Mac Jones? Here we go. I've been trying to tell you, give him somebody who knows how to <coughs> coach quarterbacks. It's crazy <coughs> concept. Why don't you use that logic on Justin Fields? Because uh, Justin Fields sucks. Dan Orlovsky agrees that Justin Fields would be better under a better coordinator. I would agree. <laughs> How about a head coach who's an offensive guy? Agreed. Anybody see Sean McVay in a Rams yesterday? <clears throat> Give me a break. Give me a break. You, you just just stop. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Wayman, just set, uh, setting tile, Salty. That's right. Oh, Teddy Wayman, salty, the, the tile king of Utah. Salty says, sup, tile king. Nice. J-Rod says the Bears equal shit. Thanks Dude, for that. come on, bro. Appreciate, like, appreciate. Why, why are you guys being mean today? Thank you. See, Teddy, by the way, I've branded you as the Tile King of Utah. Yeah, see, people are picking up on it. Salty drunk. The grammar police have arrived, Mike Smith. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. The eye patch. 35K. Uh, Monty moving to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Eventually. Just probably the second story, like, you know, this Russell. Feels like, this feels like 35K has felt like we are just crawling uphill both ways in the snow trying to get to 35K. <coughs> yeah. Forever, man. Forever. Jim Choi, 35,000 subs going to break 100K before the end of the year, baby. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. OG Gary, it's been one game. Chill with the Saban slander. Let's get into Nick Saban because I think this is a this is a really important conversation. Get into Saban the way Texas did? Well, I don't know what assault. Never mind. Uh, listen, friends. <laughs> there is there is quite a bit of conversation about this this Texas win, and justifiably so. I thought it was clearly the game of the year, and Texas won in going away. They walked away from Alabama at Bryant Denny. That's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It was an impressive win. It's the first time under Nick Saban a ranked non-conference team has beaten Alabama. Yeah. This is a changing of the guard in college football. Now, I'm not saying it's changing to Steve Sarkeesian. But let's let's be honest about Nick Saban. This is not somebody who's embraced NIL. This is not somebody who has roundly embraced the transfer portal to a very small degree. Now, is he Dabo Sweeney on the transfer portal? No, Dabo, I think, has had three, four guys come in, it's some stupid low number. Meanwhile, DJ Uyunglele is at Oregon State dominating. Mm-hmm. But Nick has not exactly embraced the new ways of, of compensating college football players. That doesn't mean that Alabama's not talented, but you know what it means? Texas is far more talented. Far more talented. Georgia is far more talented. 
I think you you I don't know how many people are watching Lane Train at Ole Miss, but Jackson Dart, yeah, he's the best quarterback at Alabama. I can tell you that. He'd be he would be starting running away. He'd be starting right. Nick Saban should have better talent. Who's the best wide receiver at Alabama? I have no idea either because there isn't a star wide receiver at Alabama. And you look at the talent, you've got three legitimate number one options outside of Texas. You've got Quinn Ewers. There's no Arch Manning. It's Quinn Ewers, Texas Longhorn team. Cold-blooded, clean, methodical, and thorough. And you've got a defense that's the best defense I've seen this year. That performance at Alabama by Texas's defense is the best defense I've seen in John A. Barron sat on this set with us at, Damn right at, he did. at Big 12 Football Media Day and said, we're just more prepared than everybody else. He straight up told us that. Taking candy from a baby came out of his mouth. And what happened? They went to, to Bryant-Denny, and he was waiting for that football. Yeah. They're more prepared than you are. And as much as I want to put this on, on a great performance by Texas, and it was a great performance by Texas, this is not good enough from Nick Saban in Alabama. You're not performing the way you used to. Is that because you're an older, slower version? I don't think so. I think it's because Nick Saban has had a ton of success. The most success in the history of college football, frankly. Well, and I think Nick Saban was more interested in criticizing Jimbo for what Jimbo did uh, early on in the NIL portal days than actually bringing guys in and turning three stars into five see, stars. I, 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 I disagree with that. I think it's that Nick Saban, when you've had the success that Nick Saban has had, are you going to go do it somebody else's way all of a sudden? No. You're not going to go do what Jimbo did. You're not going to go do what Sark has done. You're not going to do what Lane Train has done. But notice the guys who've come and gone from Alabama's staff, especially the OCs of yeah. note. Lane yeah. Train, Old Miss, re, re, you know, transfer portal. Jackson Dart, transfer portal. You can't, you can't expect Nick Saban to change his stripes all of a sudden. I expect Nick Saban to get much, much more aggressive because he realizes he's not as fast. Yeah. He's not as deep. He's probably only 40 deep instead of 60 deep. Because Texas right now, from the dudes and the bros that I saw on the field in Alabama, Texas is 50, 55, 60 guys deep that can run first team on just about every football team in America. Mm -hmm. Steve Sarkeesian's got the talent. Nick Saban doesn't. That's the difference. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, Sark deserves a lot of credit. Last he week does. we had people making – Comments about Alabama is going to, you know, I think I think the commenter said something about kick the alcohol out of Sark. And and I think to that person, to that sector of Bama fan, uh, I think you owe Sark an apology. I think that Sark deserves a lot of credit. He's under a lot of pressure. Uh, if this is not a college football playoff team, Sark's out of here. I, 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 and that's not even a hot if take. If you lose that game... I think there's a chance we're watching somebody else coach Texas next year. Yeah. I think there was that much on the line for Texas. Yeah, and so I, I think that, you know, and, and again, I'm not the biggest Sark guy. I think that Sark's done a lot of damage. I think he could have had a, a hugely successful career had he not been, 
had he not had the issues he's had. But the point is, is that, dude, Sark deserves a lot of credit. And I, and I, and I think that, that Quinn Ewers deserves a ton of credit. People think Quinn Ewers is a senior. Quinn Ewers is not a senior, it's a, friends. He's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. And, and I think that that's, that's a big deal. You're talking about a guy who has the option to be there this plus two more if he wanted to. Yeah. Which means Texas is going to be good for a minute. Yeah. And, and yeah, I would guess after that game, Nick Saban's probably reevaluating his portal strategy. And, yeah, uh, we need to get to Dion today again. Uh, but I think that guys like Dion, guys like Sark, like Lane Train, like these, all these guys, I don't even know that it's the younger guy. I just think it's the more open-minded guy. I would agree with that. The guy that just wants to just knows, hey, if I do it the same way I've been doing it, I'm going to lose to Saban and Kirby every year. So I got to find a new way, and I just happen to have been thrown a bone with NIL on the portal. Yeah, I, I think it's, it is – you really got to pay attention to how Nick Saban evolves. Yeah. And let's see how his numbers change. Tanner Plummer, for uh, member for eight months on the program. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Appreciate you, Tanner. Crash equals crash. Stay hard. Don't you talk over David Goggins. Uh, overall, a good bounce-back performance from BYU's pass game. The run game, now that concerns me. If they can't get it done against FCS-level D-lines, then what's going to happen against Power 4-level D-lines? Well, I also think Aiden Robbins needs to get the bulk of the carries. You've, you've, you've tryouts strong. But you've been trying to figure out who your number one running back is. And, and as much as I, I respect what L.J. Martin is as a runner, um, he's a guy that I think is very young, nice guy out of Texas. I see something special in Aiden Robbins. I see somebody in Aiden Robbins that's experienced. I see somebody in Aiden Robbins who at 6'3", and I don't buy for a second he's 240, but at 6'3", 240-ish, with experience, that's a guy I wanna I wanna see him get the bulk of the carries. And I think we're learning very quickly that when you have three, four guys that run the football, you have no guys that run the football. Yeah. Especially at the college level. And you know, Texas is very interesting. Look how dominant B. John Robinson was. And everybody questioned him. Did you see what B. John Robinson did for the Falcons yesterday? Legit. Legit. You need a number one guy. And you have a guy in Robbins, I think, that is that is very capable. And I, I'm an Aiden Robbins guy. And I, I I don't have a problem spreading it around. I don't I don't have a problem giving other guys looks. But this isn't the preseason anymore. And I would I would remind you that you're at Arkansas this weekend. Don't wear a cup. Wear two, because your balls are gonna get stomped. It's gonna hurt. Arkansas is going to hurt you. And you better be able to burn clock when you need to burn clock. And you better be able to understand that Arkansas played essentially the same schedule you did and looked far more impressive doing it. And it's time for this offense to step up. I need Cody Epps. I need, do you guys understand that Cody Epps, the wide receiver at BYU, is an NFL caliber wide receiver today? Yeah. But if we're not going to get him on the field... Why is Cody Epps not on the field, and what is the? How long is it going to be? I miss that cat. Yeah, I need to see him. It's frustrating knowing what this offense could be, but what it's not because of the injuries. Yeah, that that's to me. Uh, beavers on a rampage. Nothing like a rampaging beaver. 
$2. Bryce Young looks like a dwarf in the NFL. I actually think he played really well. I think that Bryce Young is on a terrible football team. And if you look at that performance, by the way, Tyler Algier, BYU. Stud. 15 for 75. Bryce Young, 20 of 38. 146 yards, a, a touchdown, and two picks. I thought he played really well. You can see there's there's talent in there. And obviously the comparison is always going to be C.J. Stroud. 28 of 44, 242, no touchdowns, no picks. A QBR of 21.2 Yeah, on 44 throws. That's how... That, these young guys take time. I think Bryce Young looks great, and I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see where he goes at the top end of his development. Yeah, uh, Aaron Wilson for two dollars. What's up, Aaron Wilson? Thank you for the tickets. Amazing seats uh, with seat backs. You're welcome. You're welcome. I I I, I love getting you guys, guys tickets. We'll By the, you guys up. Who won the? Um, I can't remember who won the uh, BYU tickets. Uh, let me I look. finally got them today, man. Dude, you buy you buy these tickets to these big events. And they're like, well, we'll have to wait for them to come to us. Yeah, like eight months later. Yeah. So we're giving away. We gave away. We're not giving away. We gave away a pair of tickets to BYU's first home game in the Big Twelve against Cincinnati, and we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> and finally, Ticketmaster sent me the notice today that we got our tickets. Nice. So we'll be uh, we'll be sending those out. Uh, salty drunk, salty needs uh, some love too, you jerks. Eight months. Listen, guys like salty drunk, like who are the old long time? Hey, um, salty, quick question. While we're you know being nice to you, did you see that LeBron and the boys are going to the Olympics? No, screw that. Where's my beer? You still owe me a keg us, of us. We, my us. bad. You still owe me a keg. A 4X summer. Where is it? <laughs> Salty drunk. Uh, but, uh, about an hour from now, we'll get into the NBA because there's lots to talk about. Um, I don't know. Salty lost a bet many, many years it's ago. It's been so long, I don't even remember what the bet was. I don't was. remember what the bet was. <laughs> but he owes us He owes us a keg of 4X it, gold and, and it summer. went from a six-pack to the interest rate blowing it up into a full-on keg. Hey, it's not my fault the Fed keeps raising the interest rate. As more hey, interest rates go up, dude, you're going to owe me like 10 kegs by the time this is over. It's ridiculous. Put it in the mail. But Salty is one of the long-timers on this show. Yeah. Guys yeah. like Chris Karn. Yeah. Um, Salty Drunk. Tanner Plummer. Uh, OG, Gabe Ledley. Gabe Ledley. OG Greg has been here now for about a year. Um, Greg... Um, Oh my God! Famous actor, Philippine. Oh my God! Greg Hawkins. Greg Hawkins. You just said OG Greg, OG Gary. No, I meant OG Greg. Oh, I meant OG Greg. Okay, well, OG Gary. OG Gary's only been here like six months. Well, I, you, you know, Greg has never gone by OG Greg. He's gone by Greg Hawkins. I couldn't so I wasn't pull sure. Hawkins because <laughs> I'm old. Uh, but we have some really loyal, long time Teddy Wayman, the Tile King. Teddy of Utah. Wayman, yeah. You know, like that, we have some real OGs on this show, so we appreciate you. And we like the people that pay their debts when they lose their bets. Uh, the eye patch. Don't look past Cincy, BYU fans. Losing your first Big 12 game against a fellow newbie isn't a good look. Cincy's good. I'm a huge Satterfield guy. You know. Aaron Wilson says, I've been a member longer than this. Certainly. Kaufman, member for six months. What did you guys think about uh, KU's quarterback on Friday? 
Uh, I did not see the um, the entirety of that game as a long-suffering Illinois football fan. <coughs> I would simply tell I the thing that's impressive. The thing that's impressive about Kansas is there's no reason for them to be good at football. <laughs> and I'm I'm being serious. There's no reason for Kansas to be good at football. And furthermore. Uh, Illinois is not bad at football. Because it's garbage. But but it's the Big Ten. No, it's a Big 12. Uh, Jalen Daniels is a hell of a player. I think we've we talked about that, I don't know, weeks ago now. But he he is somebody that you have to – that's a Southern California kid. He's from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He is experienced now. And I think <laughs> you're going to see 2020, 2023 is going to be an even better year than 2022. I'd, I'd expect him to be a 3,000 yard passer this year. Yeah. I would, and now their schedule is going to get markedly more difficult. Um, they play Nevada at, in Reno, BYU at Texas, UCF at Oklahoma State. How, nice win for the Pokes, by the way, at ASU. Nice win. Because that game was in question. Uh, Oklahoma at Iowa State, Texas Tech, K-State, and Cincinnati. Okay, we'll see you next year. Because <laughs> that schedule's really difficult. Yeah. But I think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. I think they're going to be in a lot of close games. And I think Jalen Daniels is going to be the reason they're going to win a lot of games. He'll be the reason they win a lot more games than they lose. Yeah. But make no mistake, friends, their schedule is absolutely ball stomping. Yeah. It is so difficult. Uh, Mark Hales, what's up, Mark? Yes, Maury, you have been a long timer. Yeah, Maury Alvarez. Maury Alvarez, Alvarez, yes. Always Lee Jensen, yes. Yes. Maury says, me, me, pick me. Yes, of course. Of course. And Donuts says, um, member for five months, he funds our golf. Let's go. Don't take offense. There's a lot of names out here, okay? Don't take offense. It's not like we're... Mark Hales has been around forever. Yeah. I was there eating our pizza last football season. Yes, Yes, you you were. were. Yes, you were. Uh, Northeast Ohio, bless a state fan. Member for one month. Let's go. Breaking the Disney Spectrum beef is over. Yes, it ended this uh, weekend. It's amazing what happens when you acquiesce to ESPN, isn't it? Now, what did I tell you, though? Um, I told you that Monday Night Football was going to be the reason that got done. Yeah. That, that you're not missing Monday Night Football. It's just too big. It is just too big. Uh, I was there last year eating your pizza in, at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. Yes, you were. Absolutely. Jeremy Callahan, I changed my YouTube payment method, and I think it reset my membership start. Well, you know what, Jeremy? <coughs> you know what they say about excuses, dude. Jeremy's been here forever, too. Forever. Uh, Mike Smith, Kansas black uniforms are fire. I love the helmets. Yeah. Kansas is doing it right. I think Kansas knows it makes money in basketball, and if they can make money in Just football, compete, look out. dude. Look out. Look out. Uh, James Hopkins, don't forget the Beavers. Beaver! Okay. Yeah. But okay. I'm a child. Uh, going to be really uh, tough to beat. Only real defense in the Pac-12. I'm sorry, I thought you said the only real defense in the Pac-12, but you didn't end that sentence with Utah. (laughs) Utah's the best defense in the Pac-12. Full stop, end of discussion. 
Cole Bishop is a better man than you are. Now, you know I don't like telling you how often that I'm right. Right. <laughs> he has our full respect. Again. And again, Cole Bishop is that dude. That's the bottom line. I love my guy. I, I, Ellis is that dude. Lander's that dude. You look at this defense. Lat, you, Utah had no business winning that game. No. Utah had no business winning that game at Baylor. And yet somehow we're here. This was the game that you bail out on and you're like, well, no cam, you know, I, you know, I, no listen, cam. Bryson Barnes, Bryson Barnes sucks. Like we, we lost. The, they didn't lose the game. No cam. Bryson Barnes sucks. We committed pass interference late in the game. Like things happened. It's fine. Sione Vaki making huge plays. Cole Bishop. I mean, Tanavasa, I thought, had a huge stop. Uh, I, I mean, I could go up and tail Johnson in the right place at the right time. Um, great to see Van Filiger in limited reps again. But I, I, I look at Cole Bishop. Not only is he intercepting footballs, he's in the backfield. He's at the line of scrimmage. He's getting to the quarterback. He's bringing running backs down because he slides over to the other end. Like, I'm for real. The front seven at Utah is a front eight because of Cole Bishop. I'm for real. You can't throw on them because of Cole Bishop. But in totality, I'm telling Tanavasa, Barton, Bishop, Vaki, uh, Demuni. That was a ballsy ass win, dude. And there's not many ways around that. I Jonah mean. Jonah Ellis is somebody that nobody talks about, and you should. You should. Um, Zamaya Vaughn. Huge play. like I, Guys, I'm telling you, it's not close. Yeah, Utah's defense is the best in the Pac-12. Uh, super chat, Monty. I, I, I'm reading the super chats, man. Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. God. Barfing Chicken's a member for five months. I don't care if BYU goes three and nine. If they can beat Texas, I'm good till next year, LOL. That would be hilarious. That would be. That would be hilarious. That, that would be. That would be hilarious. Um, Bob the Builder for two dollars. Did y'all see America's team yesterday? Yeah, look. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns. The, the Bears really good, are rebuilding. <clears throat> the Bears. Fuck you. How's that? The Bears are America's team. <laughs> what the washcloths aren't America's team anymore? You what, guys remember uh, the, that? The America's team. The Jets, or I'm sorry, the Rogerses don't play until tonight. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. Is Micah um, Parsons the best defensive player in the NFL? What are you, Musk? Could be. Aaron a Donald. No. I think Aaron Donald. Physically, Aaron Donald. Yeah. But he's so schemed that it's so difficult for him to get home. How about the Seahawks just being <laughs> shit? Like, they are not hey, good. Hey, Gino, why don't you yell louder next time when Aaron Donald's running at you? Jeez. The Seahawks are not good. Did By the way, Pete, I, I understand. You like chewing that bazooka. Might want to win a game. Just, that team looked um, terrible. That team looked terrible. Yeah. Terrible yesterday. Terrible. 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 Uh, Ron Nolan, have you talked about Bernard's reason for not playing? It's irrelevant. We are not, unless it's criminal, we're probably not going to get into somebody's personal life. It, it, it is not, it is not my, uh, 
It's not my cup of tea. Big 12 Utes, don't you create a rift between us Utes and Beavs? Beavs are our Pac-12 friends. Please, what are you, Washington State? Beaver. Uh, except the bomb they let Baylor get at the end of the game. One play. They made the play they needed to. What defense would you rather have? I'd rather have Utah. There, it's going to be tough. Well, Texas is the best defense in the country, I think, that I've seen. Utah, it's going to be tough for me to pick anybody over the Utes. Texas is just more talented. That, That's the only they're difference. They're deeper. They're faster. Yeah. Like I mean, you know. But I'm telling you, hmm, that I, I don't have any doubt Utah's the best defense in the conference. Man, that would be eh, – eh, mm. the eye patch says Nate Johnson. Preach. We'll see. You can only run him out there so long before he makes a mistake. He can throw. He can throw it, but he's young. He will make a mistake. <laughs> Boss Frog gave us $100 to say. Hi, Jake. Hi, Mike. Hi, A-Dub. Present. Coming up on three months as a casual. Okay, as you were. Well done. See, that's how you make the show better. You come in. You add a little bit of salt. You stir hey, the Jake, pot. Hey, Jake. Jake, Boss Frog's here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Aaron, but hey, Jake, Aaron, Aaron Wilson's here. Okay, today. roll call. Present. Roll call. <laughs> You're casual. My guy, Boss Frog. How about them Cowboys? Uh, salty drunk, and the boss inserts himself with those sheets. Inserts. I'm a child. Uh, Jim Choi, uh, that Jalen Daniels from Lawndale High School in the Hawthorne area, Los Angeles, California. Lawndale. Yeah, really more southern Los Angeles and stuff pressing downward south uh and stuff uh jeremy callahan barica exactly right the bears uh parson uh, parsons is a beast no doubt yes. future hall of famer no question mike about c it. rodriguez boom money jake has it right wait what is that a the washcloths oh yeah g off g off dude bro you a lot okay uh let's see let's see my uh, guy I was thinking about you today, Geoff, because Mike Trout's going to be a New York Yankee. Spinal. Back is broken. Yeah, I how, broke my back. How, <laughs> take it easy. How's, hey, hey, how's hey, here, the back? Here's Jake making jokes about dudes getting hurt. At Spinal. Work. Very funny. Back is broken. Good Lord. Uh, Geoff got hurt at work. He knows it's all in jest. Um, Geoff, hope you're well. Nick Bose is fine. Fine. How about Mike Trout? The Angels have told Mike Trout if he'd like to be traded, they would oblige. Oh, dear. Oh, my. He's espoused about two places. Obviously, a South Jersey bro is going to want to play in Philly. And the New York Yankees. Yeah, Mike Trout needs to go to a World Series contender, just as what it is. He's a guy that is before Bryce happened, before Otani happened. Mike Trout was the dude. And he can yes. still play, still an incredible guy. And I think he deserves that World Series opportunity. I think he's earned that. But yeah. you got to get traded to the right situation. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. I don't disagree at all. Uh, let's see. Drew Christensen, a member for three months. Let's go, Drew. <laughs> BYU's lack of running production is very concerning. Yep. Give it to my guy, man. I'm telling you. you workhorse back. Workhorse back. How about the fish? Who? Tua Tagovai, your mama? Looking good, dude. If Tua Tagovailoa can stay healthy, he'll be the NFL MVP. I saw a crazy stat today 
on NFL Network that he's on pace for 7,900 passing yards. You know, just 8,000 yards. Don't worry he's about not, it. He's not going to get there. But is there anybody here that doubts with their high-powered offense he wouldn't get to 5,000? I think what's most impressive is he's doing what he needs to do now, where he's running around, but it's just for effect, right? He's just running around to extend the play, and then he's finding his guy or he's throwing it away. And again, it's what I said before the season started when he played some of those preseason reps. He's learned how to fall down. Yeah. Which I think for him is huge. If he just stays healthy, he's going to walk into 4,000 yards. Yep. And that's what I think is huge. Uh, Tanner Plummer's a red ass because he says, wait, Boss Frog is here. I haven't seen Boss Frog today. I don't believe Well, he's... you can't hear him because, you know, he's got an electric car. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Love you, bro. Any Porsche fan nice is a car. friend of mine. Yeah. Nice car. Indeed. Uh, Kevin Chit says, fancy, Jeff. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Real uh, real Wade Nation gaming clips. Real Wade. Sanders for Heisman. Yeah! Not quite. What? Um, will Jordan Clarkson, Shador Sanders, is that who you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think Sh Shador Sanders should be leading the Heisman. What other Sanders? I don't know. Just yeah, Shador Sanders. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Shador, he's he's just not going to get the love he deserves. Yeah. And I think I yeah they're going to have to dominate for five six weeks before he starts getting which, run. Which they won't. Will Jordan Clarkson play for the Jazz? To be determined. I believe yeah. he will be traded at the deadline. That's how his contract is stacked. We have some stories on that. I just don't. Everyone wanted to run in here and be a red ass because we said Jordan Clarkson would inevitably opt leave out. and opt out. And whatever happened, happened. I don't think anybody truly knows what Ryan Smith said to Jordan Clarkson to get him to opt in. You know, I don't know. If Jordan Clarkson starts another game for this team, it's a mistake. And there's no way around that. And it just it is what it is. Yeah. I, yeah, we'll, we'll trust. And, and thankfully, NBA is coming. Uh, Mike C. Rodriguez. As an Angels fan, too. Wow, both of you are here. Uh, he has to get traded. <laughs> both of you are here. I have a lot of family members. The uh, good old Bob Collins and, and crew in, in hey, Orange Bobby. County uh, are all Angel fans. They're like, the Angels still play baseball? I'm like, yeah. We drove by the Big A after we were coming back from that terrible round of rainy golf at Tustin Ranch. Hey, look at me. Last weekend. Dude. Um, and I'd like you all to know the, the level of professionalism that I am displaying right now with my brand new PXG clubs about 10 feet in front of me, and I'm not stroking and caressing them. Uh, anyway, the point is drove by the big A in Anaheim and it's like, I don't know about that. Uh, Alex Rea angels going full fire and brimstone. You, they should go full fire your owner. Uh, Jackson, uh, or Jason Spangler trout would be the man in pinstripes. He would hundred percent, uh, Jeff Johnson angels are a train wreck. Trout deserves better, but Yankees are, are a fate worse than death. Yeah. You hate winning championships. It's terrible. Him or Harrison Bader. Oh wait, he's gone too. Yeah. Put Aaron judge Dude, back in center. Let's run Yankees, him into the ground. The Yankees, man, what They're, a dumpster fire right now. Do not fire Booney. Do not fire Booney. Don't do it. Jim Choi, Mike Trout, Angels are going to blow up the team. Artie needs to sell the team. Yes, he is. Yeah. Stan, 
isn't the isn't that pronounced Jeff, not Geoff? God, mother. Of Are all you being serious right now? Are you being? <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. God. God, are you there? God, can, can you hear me? Hello, Peter. Can you please explain to Stan it's called humor, sir? Jackass. Can you also explain to him that I'm an asshole, so saying G-off is much more on my brand? We know it. We, we know, know it's We know it's Jeff. We know. We know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, G... G- it's it's funny because it's you know it's Jeff, but you say G off, and he hurt his back, so I played spinal drops, and it's funny because it's an inside joke with G off or Jeff. We get it. Okay, uh, real <laughs> Waden. Uh, Tebow should be a Jet quarterback dude, over Rodgers. Absolutely. Dude, stop. Don't stop. Start, don't dude. start trouble. Dude. God bless. Uh, James, the the resident the other Pope's James. ambassador. Yeah. How how are you feeling? You must be happy. Who wasted his life going to some place called Tuxin? Yeah. Uh, Arizona. Not sure why you Where's do Tuxin? That. Tu- never heard of Tuxin. Yeah. You can drive back to Phoenix now. Uh, just got back from my trip to Tempe and Tuxin. Had a great time at ASU Stadium. Only complaint is I couldn't find any barbecue. Uh, what is, what is um, James? James, what is ASU Stadium? I seem to remember it's called Mountain America Credit no, Union it's, Can't it's, Get a Loan It's field. called Sun Devil Stadium. And you don't go to Arizona for barbecue. That's the untrained eye that- it's the truck stop conference, dude. You don't go to Arizona for barbecue. Because it's garbage. You you go to you go to it's Arizona. It's the truck stop conference, man. You, you know that's like oh, I go dude. to Arizona for a good handmade sandwich. Oh my god! No, you don't. And you don't go to Arizona. I used to live there, bro. Dude. You don't go to Arizona for barbecue. No. No, you, the, the, the church taco place, Taco Guild. Taco Guild. You go to Taco Guild or our friends in South Phoenix. Now, you might get murdered, but there's a great, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a great Mexican. You go there for mid-Mexican food and a really good college town. There's actually really good. You go to Oregano's Pizza Bistro and get a party cut sausage and, and cheese thin crust. Go play intramurals, brother. Have some imagination for crying out loud. Damn. You went to Arizona thinking... No brisket, tacos, or sandwich. The majority of ASU fans were cool. Cause you, it's Phoenix, not not Kansas City, dog. They do have hot dogs there. Yes. Uh, Jay Remy, Aaron Wilson, Oregon and Tech game. Christmas colors. Shook delivered four pieces of coal. Dude. Okay. Yeah. We need to talk about Shook, dude. Uh, it's time for a change. Tarrant like, County boy. I, I am done with. Oh yeah. You know, it just was this or that. No, he literally threw it to the other team. Do we have to? Jesus. We've avoided Texas Tech for an hour and 40 minutes. And now, who's who's got Wyoming this week, Texas Tech fan? Yeah, Texas does. And they're going to put 70 on that team. You watch. I don't want to hear this nonsense about, ooh, we're going to compete. No, you're not. And it's time to make a change, Joey. Tarrant County, boy, it says Trout to Astros. Never. Never. He's not going to be on first team Never. all garbage can, dude. Come on. So do we? Where are we at on Tyler Shuck? I, I am. I. You're not just gonna cut, bro. All right. Let's just be very honest about it. You're not just gonna bench, bro. 
But I think after this performance, we at least as as the pew pew nation need to have a conversation about the legitimacy of Tyler Shuck as a conference championship caliber quarterback. Is he that? I can't say that he is. I think when you look at his numbers and what else you have on that on that roster, Tyler Shook's probably your best bet because you're super young behind him. But as the resident red ass in the room, and I feel it is appropriate as a red ass to bring up Houston losing to Rice. Now, why do I bring that up? Because Donovan Smith, who used to be at Texas Tech, 24 of 42, 260, two touchdowns and an interception. Does Texas Tech have a quarterback recruiting problem? Yeah, clearly. And has Joey McGuire fixed that? No. Not yet. But let's let's set something very clear about Texas Tech. The expectations were were well placed. There's no question about that. If you have a different quarterback not named Tyler Shuck on this team, they are two and zero, not zero and two. My biggest problem with this Tech team right now is you just look at the the box score, dude. You put up fourteen points in the third quarter. Oregon puts up none. Yeah. Only problem is Oregon came back with twenty in the fourth, and you put up three. The the and the other thing that I struggle with here is the defensive play calling is just as much of an issue as Tyler Shuck's poor passing is. I don't like. There's not to me a a game plan that's like okay. And most college coaches will tell you in these specific situations we're going we're going zero right. Right, we're we're yeah. getting after the quarterback. There doesn't seem to be that kind of setup at at Texas Tech defensively. You're so good up front, but I think you rely so heavily on that front seven and really the your defensive line specifically. And the, I just think there's no theory, there's no schematics, there's no game planning behind when you're blitzing. There's no disguise. You can watch Texas Tech and you know when it's coming. It there's a lack of imagination. And when you have a guy the caliber of a of a Tyler Shuck, you cannot be you cannot be getting out out produced by Oregon. Out maneuvered, out thought, out creative, out everything. You cannot get you cannot get beat by 70 yards in the air. You cannot get you cannot get Bo Nix throwing 44 times and you threw 38. And the reason that that's happening is because you, you're you're just simply not good enough. Yeah, you're not you're you're converting seven to 12 on third down, which isn't horrendous. But you, I just feel like you're in a situation where you turn the ball over so many times on a potent offense like Oregon. They're they are going to come back. And beat you. And they did. And they earned it. And you gave it to them. Some of this is coaching, but let's not pull punches. Tyler Shuck is not the guy we hoped or thought he would be. And I don't know where Tech goes here. Oh, by the way, 
Got to get in the got to get in the transfer portal. Yeah, I, my biggest point here is you're owing two. Season's over. You're done. You've lost two games. You would have a tough time contending for your conference at this point, all things considered, with what Texas is doing. I don't know why you would continue with Tyler. Respectfully, I get that he's talented. I understand that he probably right now, as to your point, as the roster is currently constructed, he gives you the best chance to win. But ultimately, what are you playing for? Because now you're playing for pride. Now you're playing for, hey, we got to bounce back and find our way, which you will. You got two gimmies coming up. Yeah. Like, you're going to beat those two teams and be two and two. But the reality of the situation is Oregon was just better than you when it mattered, dude. Like, Absolutely. Uh, like, like even to your point, like with Bo Nix having 44 attempts, like, okay, I agree with that, but even if we just set that aside and look at it from a team perspective, dude, you can't give up 20 points as a team in the fourth no, quarter and put up three? Like, what are we doing, man? That is just unacceptable behavior out of tech. Yeah, it is. It was a really disappointing game, I'll be honest with you. It was a really disappointing game. Big shout-out to Aaron Wilson, who gave away three memberships on the show today. See, I eventually always get there. Big shout out to uh, Grad Slacker. Grad Slacker, the newest member of the show. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Grad Slacker. Appreciate you very much. Thank you uh, for participating. He is into the members only content. You got to DM me, bro. DM Jake. We have two levels of membership. Yeah. Um, the members only content gets you into our members only uh, Instagram group chat, which is great. Lately, it's been all of our prize picks being shared, which is fantastic. Um, it, there's a lot of talk. Usually Tanner's pissing somebody off. Stop crying like a little girl. Uh, you know, there's just a really good back and forth, especially during football. Aaron Wilson was putting all these pictures and videos from the game at tech in there. Like it's just been a really fun back and forth. Um, and we built a really nice community there. That's for nine 99 a month for a dollar 99 a month. Uh, you can get all your, your comments highlighted. All you have to do is click join, select your membership level, and uh, we will welcome you as we did Grad Slacker. So, Grad Slacker, thank you very much. Tarrant County, boy. Boy. Isn't uh, Arizona Mexican hot dogs with bacon the thing over there? What? Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> Stop. Um, Arizona Mexican hot dogs with bacon. I am not a bacon guy. I rarely eat bacon. Bro, what are you talking about, man? I've seen it. Dude. What? What are you talking about? I'm not a bacon guy. Like, I'm who not are a bacon you, guy. dude? <clears throat> um, you know. <clears throat> Look, man. I just, I know what I like. Oh, yes. OG. OG Gary. Boss Frog says, OG Gary, NYC has some of the best steakhouses on the planet. 100%. In Facts. the world. Facts. 100%. My God. Absolutely. Lance Johnson says, will Holgerson survive this year? It's going to be tight. It, the The voices for – I disagree with it 100%. I think Dana Holgerson's the exact right guy to build that program. Um, I think you're seeing a, a very – A very good developmental arc at Houston. I thought the gutty win against UTSA, I think he's got to show well against TCU. I think that's going to be really tough. Now that game is in Houston. You're coming off of an absolute face punching by Rice. Yeah. In a game that was wildly entertaining. I watched a good part of it. It went to double overtime. You can't lose that game. You can't lose. Houston can't lose to Rice. Like that's. Yeah. 
that's little little buddy over there, Rice, yeah. who beat you. But I also think that I saw a decent Donovan Smith, who who I had I've had no problem with. I I I'm I'm glad for Donovan that he's not turning the ball over the way he had been. What are we going to see against TCU? TCU seems to be on a mission of redemption. <laughs> you think? I genuinely yeah. – well, no, I'm being serious. I genuinely think Texas Christian University – Stay hard! Lamb frogs! I genuinely think they got embarrassed by, by Calarita, and they took it out on Nichols. And they're ready to rock and roll, guys. They're ready to go against Houston. Yeah. I would not want to be Houston this weekend. No. Because I think, I think TCU recognizes the schedule is very much in their favor through much of October. But again, it's a, it's look at the schedule, right? They've only got one loss on the schedule right now. At right? Houston, SMU, West Virginia, at Iowa State, BYU, and then they go to uh, Manhattan to take on K State, Lubbock to take on Texas Tech, Texas Baylor at Oklahoma. They know that their hay is made. Right now. Yeah. And I think Sonny Dykes is one of the best motivators that I've seen in college. But the guy understands how to relate to his players. What does that mean? I don't know. But I, I would not want to be Houston. I think Dana Holgerson's going to have a tough time keeping that job. Jeremy, Texas Tech were the deepest QB team in the league last year. But what does it matter? Because one of the, one of the questions that, that I was having a conversation with a college football guy this weekend was, does Texas Tech have a quarterback problem? And when I say a quarterback problem, do they get the most out of their quarterbacks when they're there? Not recently. No. Tyler Shuck's a disappointment right now. We can sugarcoat it any way you want. He is a disappointment. Yeah, and I just, I, I, again, it, it, it just was to see them not be able to fight Oregon was really surprising because Oregon is not, just outright better than you are. Yeah. They are a good team, but they are not that much better than you. Lance Johnson says, I'm going to New Hampshire for tacos. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, screw clam chowder. Why not? Yeah. Let's get some tacos. I mean, we're going, you, everybody knows you go to Iowa for seafood, New Hampshire for Mexican. That's food. right. That's right. That's, that's just how this. Okay. JC for $2. ASU, not at all impressed with Fresno State. <laughs> Is ASU good? For who they're supposed to be. Yeah. Because I was a little surprised at the way they put that fight up in the first half. Yeah. I, I mean, I think ASU is a red-ass team. I think Kenny Dillingham has that energy. I think he's pissed off with, with uh, you know, Ray Anderson. And I think that he wants to prove a point. Mm. And I think you're looking at a head coach there that rightfully so, uh, you know, has a bone to pick. And Kenny Dillingham, uh, again, like you said last hour in the show, Another one of these young head coaches who understands the portal a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that he's used the portal to uh, you know the level that any of the best of them have, but I think that Kenny Dillingham gets the job done, and I think you know there's no expectations for ASU to do anything. So the idea that you're able to fight Oklahoma State the way you did, especially in that first half, yeah, I thought that was that was a good showing by them. I will say Oklahoma State should probably, and again, I don't have a mullet, and I'm not a football coach. Pick a quarterback. I'm a man. Pick a quarterback at some point. So get your facts straight. You, you got to do it. And what? Running three out there is an issue. Gunner Gundy looks good. I I will. I will say, just have the balls to do it. Then, like, do something. And yeah, ASU had better get ready because Fresno State's not going to be a rollover. No. 
They're not going to be a rollover by any stretch of the imagination. Wow, look at that. James, the official Okie State ambassador, the man who's traveled to more football stadiums than Mike Crotchburns, is a member of – he's here now. He's a member of the show. Thank you. Let's go, baby. Welcome to the program. Where has Mike Crotchburn been? Like, I haven't seen Mike around here. Around these parts. The member of, I think he was a member at one point, Mike Rochburns. Yeah. I don't know where my guy went. I miss him. I don't miss him as much as I miss football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. We bring you the biggest stories in football. Focus on a little National Football League. Thanks to our friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. $10 to show you your future. Look in the crystal ball at TridayTrading.com. If I said you can make $240,000 in the next 12 months, would you do it? Of course you would. Of course you would. Uh, Were you impressed with the Dallas Cowboys? How could you not be? I think this is as good as that defense has been. And what I love is now it's all on Dak Prescott and the offense. Now it's all on Fathead McCarthy to make this thing go. Right. You wanted a change. Kellen Moore went to San Diego, who plays in the L.A. Rams house. And, hey, Chargers looked great. The L.A. Chargers looked awesome. They lost, but they looked awesome. Right. How did you what did you think about Sex Machine? Yeah, disappointing. Disappointing as hell. Absolutely piped me on my prize picks. Jake was not happy. With- 228. Yeah, real good there, bud. Nice contract. Yeah, your first team all got paid. Suck on the field. Nice. First team. He lost. Nice job, to, dude. The, you realize the Chargers lost to Tua Tunga Bailoa and the Dolphins in a shootout in a historically good performance. Not, it's not a historically good performance out of the guy that needed to perform. Well, Tua Tunga Bailoa put it up, what, 460? Anyway, my point is, is this is this a is this a year that we finally get Jera back into the Super Bowl? Eh. Are we I'm circumcising not, I'm not Skeeters? That. I'm not doing that. This, this schedule, this schedule's got a lot of losses on it, or potential losses. I mean, you're you're a big fan of the Jets. I'm not. I need to see it first tonight. We'll do that. Do we'll do a lot for them one way or the other. You don't uh, think the Jets are good? I don't. I'm not saying they're not going to be good. I don't. Are they Super Bowl good? Or wait a minute. Wait, wait. Playoffs. You don't think the Jets are Super Bowl good? No. They need to prove that. You need to prove that. Man, I think the Jets are going to be phenomenal. I think the Jets are... I don't know how... Prove the, it. Beat, yeah. it beat, a, beat a bona fide playoff contender tonight. Best team in the NFC, Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers. Um, Dallas Cowboys right now. Yeah, I think I, defense I think, always beats offense. Well, I, But I think that, you know, Dak offensively is a more reliable thing than Brock Purdy in that offense. And I Although, think that, I think Brock Purdy was very impressive. I don't know what you'll – maybe run him over with a car. We could try that. I don't know what you're going to have to do to Brock Purdy to knock him off his game. You're, you're coming off of a tear in your UCL, and he looked like he hadn't missed a beat. Yeah, he looked fine. He looked phenomenal. Yeah. I loved I love what I saw out of the 49ers yesterday. I, I thought he was very good. I mean, I, I loved what I unfortunately saw out of Jordan Love. I think he's one of the best quarterback stories in the NFL. Uh-huh. No reason for him to succeed. He is succeeding far more than I ever thought he would at Green Bay. I think there were some really good stories yesterday. I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to be bad for a long time. Because, again, and look, I think five-head Trevor Lawrence is a really good quarterback. 
Anthony Richardson. What? Five head? He's got a huge forehead. Anthony Richardson is a problem because I think he was wildly inefficient as a thrower and he got hurt. Guess how he got hurt? Oh, running the football. That's right. You cannot be a quarterback that runs the football predominantly and that's who he is. That's who Lamar Jackson is. Those guys never make it. And until Anthony Richardson can throw the ball for more than a six yard per per average, that's going to be a problem for them. And you might want to get a running back. You ran for 65 yards, 40 of which was your quarterback. Yeah. I know it's crazy, but if you happen to have an all-pro hanging around, might want to give it a shot. Right. And, oh, by the way, Zay Jones is that dude. Mm-hmm. Zay Jones is another Raider cast-off that dominated. Right. He's that dude. A uh, couple other things I want to talk about. Justin Fields with the Bears. I don't know how many more times I can say this dude is not an NFL quarterback. Maybe not in this system. Maybe not in any system. But eventually you're going to have to allow him to throw something other than a screen pass. Because you told us DJ Moore was that guy, and then you only threw him the ball twice. Yeah. And if you're only going to throw the ball to DJ Moore twice, let's just count it up as 0-16, and we can all go home. We're 0-17. Let's all go home now. Let's just burn Soldier Field to the ground, build it on a a horse track or wherever the flip you're going to put the stadium. A pile of dung. Why on earth would you want the Bears to play in downtown Chicago? I mean, I I don't get it. Give Kevin Warren credit. Give Kevin Warren credit. Sent a letter. Said, hey, we should be downtown. New indoor building would allow us to host all these events. I mean, Kevin Warren's got the right idea. Shut up. I the Bears, I, the you guys. I and I think you probably as much of a Notre Dame homer as I am. The Bears hurt my soul. I want to. The only thing that makes me want to break shit more is golf. The Bears are a close second. The Bears are a very close second. This is it's. You're in Chicago. It's incompetence. Fucking Aaron Rodgers went to New York, and you still can't beat the Packers. Not that you can't beat them. You were never in the game. Your your running back is running away from you, grabbing his hamstring. You're like, nah, you go ahead, bro. Congratulations on that touchdown. I'm going to slow down. I'll be over on the sideline. Let's, hey, hey, Aaron, don't forget, let's dap up after the game, all right? All right, bro. Yep, cool. Just watch him run away while he limps from... Are you okay? No. My soul. You don't want to see me shirtless. The point, my soul hurts. Right. I I need the Bears to be good. At some point in this wretched existence of of a sporting life that I have, right, as a Chicago fan, I don't get nice things. We don't have shiny chrome. Shut up. We don't have shiny chrome. We finally, had a, we finally had a hockey team in Chicago. Oh, you want to talk about the Cubs? Oh, congratulations. The Cubs won the World Series in 2016 and promptly stopped spending money. I'm watching the Phillies game where my goddamn left fielder, Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> makes a great play. Are you kidding me right now? Turn the drops back up. <clears throat> Are you kidding me right now? Like, can I just, why can't I? <laughs> My goddamn left fielder. What is it? 
that I ever did, God, that you hate me so much <coughs> that the Blackhawks <coughs> finally go on a dynasty run and now Rocky Wirtz drops dead. He's dead. The owner of the Blackhawks drops dead a couple of months ago. Okay, that was fun. Right? The Cubs, they're never going to win again. Never. And that's how I look at it. Cody Bellinger's having an MVP caliber season. And Anthony Rizzo is a Yankee. And again, my no, goddamn he's a left pine fielder. Rider. Shut up. My goddamn <laughs> left field. Waves in opposition. Anthony Rizzo may be my favorite athlete currently going concussion. Hey, your boy's up to up to bat here. You know why you have a concussion? Because you left Chicago, you cock. His cock. That's why. Where's you, Darvish, San Diego? Good. You're losing too. That's because you're my second team in baseball that I root for. I ha I'm not allowed to have nice things. I yeah, I don't get crystal. I don't get gold. No, man. I get piles of dung for my football team to build a stadium on. <laughs> like I don't I don't deserve nice things as a sports fan. Well, I don't know who I pissed off. I don't. I seriously You fucking donkey. Nor Notre Dame, laughing stock. The Cubs, laughing stock. Laughing the Bears, stock. Notre Dame, our mother. Do you understand? Dude, Sam Hartman's Pray for that us. dude, bro. Pray for us. Yeah. In Don't September. Us. In September. In September. Man, Titeo's girlfriend is going to be dead by October, and we're not going to the college football playoff. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? <laughs> we, so, listen, Notre Dame. Yeah, pray for us. Please pray Notre for Dame us. Notre Dame, our mother. Pray for us, because they're not. No. The Bears? Come on. Who Are you serious? Because it's garbage. The Chicago Blackhawks? Rocky Wirtz is still dead. Uh, the Chicago Bulls? Please. Play. How, about the How about all those moves we made at the trade? Or no. I mean, over the summer. No, didn't do anything over the summer. Like, <coughs> do you remember the Pippen-Horace <coughs> Grant drafts? Man, those were amazing. Jerry Krause? have... Jerry Krause, yeah, he's dead too. Hey, didn't you have some Hall of Famer on your team, Michael Jackson? Never heard of Jordan, him. Jordan, yeah. Jimmy. What about Scottie Pippen? You know what he's known for? His kid is banging, or his wife, ex-wife, I hope they're divorced. His ex-wife is banging Michael Jordan's son. Anita Dick and Ming. That's where Scottie <laughs> Pippen and Michael Jordan are. I don't get nice things, dude. Nobody said boo. Justin Herbert yesterday. <laughs> My guy. Right? So I, I buy into the hype. Oh, he's going to be amazing. Got a new contract. MVP. Guys, 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 guys. He's going to be incredible. Yeah, 228. Nice job. Nice job. Nice game. Nice game. Not one team I root for is worth a shit. Not one. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Cubs are in the wild card position, bro. For how long? Yeah, they called up a prospect today to make a playoff push. Let's, let's me. How long? How long? 15 minutes? Hey, how, we're gonna. When do the St. Louis Cardinals show up to kick us in the nuts again? Like, for instance, you know, Nolan Arenado. You want to be a Cub? Nah, fuck it. I'm going to St. Louis. I need some toasted ravioli. That's quite literally the conversation. Yeah. And yeah, we don't. You know, we we don't we. You don't have nice things, and I understand why that's frustrating. Like I'm looking at the wild card standing. Who's chasing us in the wild card? We're up two games on Arizona. That's how bad we are. We're not better than the Arizona Diamondbacks. And you look at the Cubs' schedule, how long until the Marlins show up to beat us? Because that's who I'm really worried Waves about. Waves in opposition. Right? The, the, the Marlins. This, 2005 all over again? We start a, a six-game trip. Colorado, we never win in Colorado. Arizona for three. 
Pittsburgh, Colorado for three more, at Atlanta, at Milwaukee. At Mi- Chicago um. North. Remember that when we used to go to Milwaukee, all of us, and party because it was Wrigley North? <laughs> and Remember the slide those? and everything was really cool. Remember all those days when Javi Baez actually was a Chicago Cub instead of irrelevant in Detroit? Oh, shit. Jerk-offs. Hey, Bryce Harper just got thrown out at second. No, he didn't. Uh, umpire called him safe. Okay, I feel better. Do you? What are the people saying? Probably nothing good. RJC, Mrs. Monty going to call in now? No, she's out of town. She isn't. <laughs> That's probably why I'm speaking, not. Speaking in a great of not room. having nice things, my wife's out of town. It's terrible. Uh, I had two in my fantasy football league. Thank you. That's great. Penix is a better quarterback than you, Williams. Michael Penix is not the, better than Caleb Williams. No. Bryce Harper was out. Uh, Gary Wolf, Monty, maybe you just need to find some new teams to cheer for. Wish this was you. But see, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not Tanner as an Eagles fan. You know, if, if if I could change things like who I root for is, as a sports teams, I'd have a daughter, not a son. Catch me but, outside. How about that? But I can't, so I don't. You know what I mean? It's uh, ridiculous. <laughs> roundabout figured he'd be injured by halftime, but he performed. That too, it did well. Richardson is my backup QB. Yeah, well, you better find a new one because he's got a knee injury. And, uh, you know, is what it is. James, if I were if I were the Bears, I would trade Justin Fields at the end of the year and pick up Spencer Rattler. Jesus. <laughs> I thought you just said you would trade Justin Fields for Spencer Rattler. Start praying. He said Spencer Rattler is better than Justin Fields. And he's right. No. <laughs> That's how bad, no. Justin. You're no. not right. Uh, you're not. Rattler is much better at SC. No, he's not. No. Spencer Rattler's not a good quarterback. Penix would be a good pick, too. The Bear, You guys, the Bears are going to have the number one pick again. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. They're going to have the number one pick again. And I swear on all things holy. If they do not pick Caleb Williams. In God's name, image, and likeness. I will do nothing about it. Well. I swear I will do nothing about it. I just, yeah. Uh, Renee Helton. Bet you're looking forward to ATL. I don't know. What is that? The Cubs and the Braves. No, oh. Actually, I'm not. No. Although I will say I bet against Spencer Strider on uh, prize picks the other night and won big. Oh boy. Which was awesome. They're very good. Uh, Lance Johnson, I've actually watched the Cubs beat the Rockies in Denver, so you're the one. They know reset. That one game in like 1948. Yeah. Rockies weren't around then. Uh, roundabout, Bears need to focus on their lines first, then worry about skill positions. We drafted off. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Jeremy Callahan off the rails. No, I feel better. Renee says hello. Well, hello. Uh, Lance Johnson, uh, he said the what exactly? Bears play equal F up, move up. They're going to wind up having a number one pick again. I'm screwed. And I want to be joking, but if you look at the teams this weekend, who's the worst team you watched this weekend? The Bears. By far. Yeah. Probably Cincinnati was second. They were just an F, but you have Joe frickin' Burrow. They're going to be fine. Do you guys understand the Bears have never had a franchise quarterback? I'm, I kid you not. How is that even possible? The Bears have never had a franchise quarterback. Not one time. 
Like, if you think about who were some of the worst teams this weekend? Well, obviously the Giants. Daniel Jones or Justin Fields? Daniel Jones. Come on. Is that even an argument? No. You need This team needs to sign a quarterback in free agency. Yeah. Stop trying to draft him because you're terrible at that. It's almost like Papa Bear Hallis is reaching up from the grave and, like, snipping this dude's nuggets to make him a terrible quarterback. Yeah. Right? Like, Jay Cutler ain't coming through that door anytime soon. He's arguably the best quarterback the franchise has ever had. Yeah, smoking Jay Cutler. And where'd you get him? Yeah, you traded for him. Oh. Lance Johnson, nope, the Giants, hands down. Bro, did you watch the Bears game? Dude, the Giants were just inept. The Giants, you could say the Giants were playing in terrible weather yeah. against one of the best defenses in the NFL. What is the Bears' excuse? Jordan Love has never been an NFL quarterback. What is your excuse? Their defense in Green Bay is not great. You are what you are. He threw in the triple coverage again. He's not good. He targeted DJ Moore twi- two times. This is your big offseason. You traded the number one pick for this fucking guy. You targeted him twice. Like, not, like, uh, not at, again, not in the first half, not on the first drive. Twice the whole game. They're, they were terrible yesterday. Biggest kick in the balls you'll ever get. Good Lord. Y'all talking Mac or Stafford on fantasy as a backup? I got my homeboy as my main. Uh, I Stafford actually looked really good yesterday. <laughs> Is anybody ready to give the Rams a little credit while you still can? Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to go down the Jared Goff path there. <clears throat> Gaff. Um, I was wildly impressed with the Los Angeles Rams yesterday. That you scored 30 points with Cooper Cup on the IR is freaking impressive. And I, I, I will be the last one probably to say this. If you are not impressed with Puka Nakua, you should be. I don't know what else he has to do. Him and Tutu Atwell are a pretty dang good one, too. And if you're trying to save money and you're the Rams, you might want to look at trading Cooper Cup because you're going to rebuild anyway. Yeah. This is Stafford's last year. Oh, well, let, you know, why don't we just get somebody bring in a nail gun and you can just, <laughs> you can just nail gun my toes to the floor? We could bring in a staple gun. Would you prefer that? The Cubs put Adbert Alzaloy on the 15-day disabled list. What now? Let me tell you what now. All right, so you don't have a bullpen now. We don't need our closer. No, I mean, why would you want your closer? You, you I mean, cannot you know. make this up. Yeah. You <coughs> cannot make this up. I. He has been one of the lone bright spots. Are you mad? Crow Armstrong. Oh, they called up Crow Armstrong. I did not see that. As the bird flies, right? Let's go. He is a really good prospect. Coming off of Tommy John surgery, too. Whatever. <laughs> no, there's nothing good. Ow. There's nothing good that ever happens in my sports. It really hit me. Nothing. Wow. Our closer's on the DL. Whatever. Nice job. Um, I thought yesterday the guys that really stood out to me were certainly uh, Kieran Williams... Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua. The catch by Tyler Higby was outrageous. But did anybody see Bobby Wagner for the Seahawks? 19, I said 19 tackles. The guy they said couldn't play, couldn't play anymore. Shipped him out. Brought him back this offseason, 19 tackles to lead the NFL yesterday. I'm for real. I think he's 58 years old. 
and still take the right line. Unbelievable. That was really the only good thing that happened uh, because Geno Smith looked atrocious and DJ Metcalf. DK Metcalf? DK Metcalf. Did you see him blowing dudes up? Oh, yeah, dude. He was pissed. <laughs> that They may have been worse than the Bears. Yeah. They may have been worse. Than, no, they weren't. They weren't. Yeah. But Puka Nakua, star. Yeah. Puka Nakua is a star. With no doubt about it. Lance Johnson, uh, nope, the Giants hands down. Boss Frog for $5. Uh, Sid Luckman, maybe they haven't had one since. Stop. You pay $5 to reach your hand into my soul and rip my heart out when you bring up a name like Jim Harbaugh. It's a wee fence. (laughs) I used to like you, Boss Frog. And then you do hurtful things like that. Uh, Renee, I've got really high hopes for the Bills tonight. Uh, this game tonight's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I hope Aaron Rodgers gets sacked 50 times. Are the. How do you phrase the question of how good are the Bills? Just like that, because I don't think we know. I don't think we know either. Yeah. You, you would think that you have a quarterback that is. One of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I'm not sold he's a top five world-beating guy. But what happened with him and Diggs in the playoffs last year, that doesn't just go away. Right. You all of a sudden just don't forget about that. You all of a sudden just don't be like, yeah, you you know, we'll just let that slide. No. When you say what happened. You had on the sideline in a playoff game. Yeah. 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 You had Josh Allen. And Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen is talking to his offensive coordinator, looking at a pad, and Stefan Diggs is sitting there screaming and yelling at him. Yeah. Waving his arms, disrespecting him. You don't just, that just doesn't go away. That doesn't go away. There, it, it, so I'm going to need to see it. I'm going to need to see what they can do. At, like his, You know what the problem with the Bills is, dude? They're that team you just described last year in the playoffs, right? But you get them in the regular season, and what are they? Dynamic, um, really good. Uh, seemingly every year the last several seasons, you always had somebody talking about them being in the Super Bowl conversation. And then they just fall apart. The so, defense is really good. Yeah. Do you have a running game? And can Josh Allen make the throws that need to be made when they need to be made? Because, Renee, I have high hopes, too. I think the Jets are a much better team. A much better team. Mm-hmm. We'll see if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Yeah. But I I, I, I want to believe in Buffalo because I think they're a great story. As, DeMar Hamlin, by the way, will not play tonight. As will a football dress. appreciator, I hope we get a much closer game tonight than we did last night because that last night was incredibly boring. Well, the boys in Vegas think so because Buffalo's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That, But it is... I don't know if you guys are watching the pregame shows or not. It is pouring rain. Yeah. It is a torrential downtour at Met, in New York at MetLife. Which, again, Buffalo's good bad weather team. Just saying. I, I, how much Dalvin Cook do we see tonight? Uh, not a lot because of the weather. I think. No, I would think you would see a lot more. Well, he's been injury prone. But Brees Hall is a guy that you don't want to run in the rain with yeah. it coming off of an ACL. I think the Lions share the carries tonight. I, I think they'll they'll go to Dalvin, and I think you're going to see a lot of Aaron Rodgers underneath. And I think this is a game that should spell out 
this should be a win. And I think that you're going to – I think I got to go with the Jets to win outright. Buffalo's a mm. two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. The other yeah, really I, interesting number, the, the over's 44, which tells you they think the weather's going to be a problem. So – Let's see what happens with the weather because it is it is not uh, it is not ideal. Yeah, they had to clear the field and the fans because of lightning. Yeah, you know I think I I don't know we're very different on the Jets. You're convinced they're a Super Bowl team and everyone wants to read into this team, but if we're going to sit here and say we got to see what it is with Josh Allen, we definitely have to see what it is with Aaron Rodgers on a new team. I I, I don't. I'm not going to buy into the sales package that was Hard Knocks. Uh, I buy into guys like Sauce Gardner. I buy into Mike Williams. Uh, you know, it's not even that. I buy into the defense. I well, buy into Quinn and Williams. I buy into their their linebackers. I mean, are they have fast, dynamic linebackers that play with their brains, not with their their hearts? Right. Which I love. Their secondary is. I, I mean. I don't know what else besides sauce. I don't, I, I mean, you've got guys that are even their depth. Like Adrian Amos is a really good, really good safety. Yeah. He's proven that. I, I, I think they're DJ Reed, CJ Mosley, Quentin Williams, Quentin Jefferson, like I, up and down. That Greg Zerline's a good serviceable kicker. Yeah. So Thomas Morstead's a good punter. Special yeah. teams, they should be good. But that's my point with this team. Right? Like, yeah. You've got, you know, you've got skill at the skill positions, right? Like, dude, if you watched Hard Knocks, you think Garrett Wilson was what? Dude, there was there was okay? almost a like, huge accident out front of our building. Like, what do you mean? What happened, dude? This this guy was backing up. <laughs> this guy was backing up, and a work truck went blazing by, and he almost backed right into a huge work truck. That was scary. My ba I apologize for being a human being. <laughs> anyway, the biggest question on the Jets is: Will the offensive line hold up and against a really good Bills defense in the rain? I think it's going to be easier to do that because the rush will be slowed down. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Bills, you're taking away. Uh, what Garrett Wilson? Yeah, Garrett Wilson. You're taking Garrett Wilson away. You're not letting him get loose tonight. So who's it, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? You, you going to are we are we saying Alan Lazard's going to no, be the guy? You're going to have to run the ball. If the weather persists the way it is now, you have a guy. I mean, if you if you look at their offense, Dalvin Cook is made for weather like this. Mm -hmm. I would not risk Brees Hall. I just think that that is. Yeah, that's I, I wouldn't risk that. But you also have possession receivers in this game that favor Atlanta or Atlanta that favor the Jets. I don't hate Buffalo's offense by any stretch of the imagination, but I just don't understand why you're buying the Jets and you're not sold Bill. on a team that's already already shown you roster build because it would. Well, what have the Bills shown you that they're in the playoffs every year that they crush in big moments? They They collapse in big moments. And this is a huge moment. It's Monday Night Football. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's everything that you want in a big game. And I understand it's regular season, season opener. The build of the Jets roster is better than the build of the Bills roster. You can play different styles. Aaron Rodgers is a really dynamic underneath passer. They have the talent outside to take the occasional one out of every seven passes down the field. I, I just think the Jets are built to win this game. I would yeah. take the Jets. I would stay away from this. 
I would stay away from it. That's what I. That's just me. I'd stay away from it. Yeah. Uh, on prize picks, I stayed away from it on prize picks. It, mm, you know, uh, Katie Rader, can you guys recommend a great uh, Monty segment? Needs to send it to someone to pique their interest. Um, any of our segments are amazing. Um, the ones where we we talk about, you know, my nude modeling. That yeah, probably I mean, is, those... that's going to lock in the membership. Yeah, I mean, if you you know you want to catch someone's attention. I mean, if you're looking for sports talk, our first 20 minutes on the show every single day are, you yeah. Know. Uh, Teddy Wayman is a lifelong Patriots fan. I hate the Jets and I hate Aaron Rodgers, but I also hate the Bills. I hope they tie. Yeah, I'd rather That's see amazing. the Bills be successful than the uh, Jets. I think Chicago still has a coaching issue, not a QB, so we know where Harbaugh will be next year. God, that would be the ultimate justice for Monty, the Chicago sports fan. It's a defense. Oh my God! If they hire Jim Harbaugh, it's a defense. Honest, I I would I might take a lead pipe to my shins. I I don't even know how I would a burn. lead pipe. I wow. might I might give up the NFL. Ow! Ow! <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I could it really hit me. Yeah, I could not in any way, shape, or form root for Jim Harbaugh. I cannot stand him. I, I'm. Why would you say that? That just brings pain to my lower groin. Why no, would you say that? I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. Lance Johnson, train wreck. It's get off my lawn versus hey, old man, just sit there and chill in a dark room. Dude. What does that mean? What am I missing? I don't know what I'm missing. Uh, Monty, you're a lot of things. Human being ain't one, RJC man says. Well, I mean, you could argue that. Uh, Force ghost uh, Fabio, Nick Saban wouldn't have stopped. Okay. Tarrant County boy, Mike Smith. Yo, you one looking. Okay. Where did the comment section go today? I have no idea. What the hell did I miss? OG Gary, need the Bills defense to hold up and Allen to choke so I can get a win in my matchup. Well, there you go. Uh, Lee Jensen, Monty singing segments. Don't. I'm a terrible singer. He has our full respect. Uh, LB Seminole, yo, if Khaki King of Michigan goes to Chicago, dude, the show will just stop. <laughs> I think it'll yes, rain. We're heading back to the nine to five life, bro. I think it'll rain inside because I don't know what to do with Jim Harbaugh as a head coach of the Bears. It'll rain inside. I will tell you right now, if Jim Harbaugh comes to coach the Bears, we will do a Chicago Bears funeral show. You're so fucked. And then we will be born again Bears fans. And we will, yeah. Maybe we do a funeral show where it's all funeral music. We'll bring the lights down real low, you know, and we'll play like funeral procession music, to, and we'll just <coughs> run bites at Jim Harbaugh's introductory press conference, and then we'll we'll have like a little bowl in here, and Jake will baptize me. He'll he'll swaddle me like a baby, and then he'll dip my head into the bowl and baptize me back into Chicago Bears fandom. And then immediately I'll go into electric shock to deal with the trauma of Jim Harbaugh being our head coach. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, Bro. That's the only path I can see to supporting Jim Harbaugh. And if there's another one, just let me know. because that the, the... Over, under on cheating scandal in Chicago. <laughs> Five years, tops. Yeah, bring in, um, whatever, maybe we can get Fitzgerald from Northwestern. Get him in here and do some hazing in the Bears locker oh, room. Dude, why not bring in our Bryles? And then our Bryles can dude. be a our Bryles can be a quality I mean, control on. coach. Yeah. Wow. I'm so sick of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. I'm with Jakey. 
His name's Jakey now. Yeah, two uh, holes. I hope they sack him 50 times. That's what I'm saying. They <laughs> know, reset. Yeah, screw Aaron Rodgers. Awesome. Uh, Lee Jensen, Monty singing segment. I, I'm telling you. Uh, Tarrant County, boy, Hard Knocks is a trash show. This was year was a trash was, show. Yeah. Because it's garbage. Boss Frog took prop bet on Dalvin Cook over on the 46 and a half rushing yards. Safe bet. Totally mm. safe bet. Totally safe bet. Gregory Krug, Nick Saban is a better man than Jim Harbaugh. Hire Nick Saban to be the Bears' next coach then. Anybody but Harbaugh. Nick Anybody. Saban is a better no. man than you are. Johnny, stop it. Stop it. Yeah, Marcus Freeman. You Like, you're on God's team. And, Notre Dame, our mother. And we're cursed even more now that you're – what are we doing? Adam, beating Alabama means nothing if you lose to TCU again. Oh, the Texas hate is real. Uh, Sparsh M for $2. Lions Super Bowl? Could be. Hey, if you're not impressed with what they twa did on opening night, I don't know what you would be. Yeah. Uh, Hellabilly, a whoa, member for five Whoa, bucks. hold on. Did he change his avatar away from the Minnesota Wild? No. Oh, no, this no, is no. Hellabilly. Hellabilly. Oh, my bad, my bad. Okay, okay we're good. Go oh, ahead. Sorry. My bad. My bad. He's a mountain mama. Yeah. You could have it worse, Monty. Neil Brown could be your head coach. <laughs> oh. I'm telling West Virginia, lucky guys. I'm telling you, West Virginia is going to surprise some people. Really? In what way? Just how bad they actually really are? You're surprised? You're so fucked. That team's bad. Bad. Kevin Chittenden just read the monthly AARP magazine in about two minutes. A bunch of old people problems. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. And it's now time for the Kevin Chittenden book report segment on the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Presented by Depends Underpants. Let's keep going. Uh, Lance Johnson, the lead pipe episode, if properly marketed, could get you 100K subs with Harbaugh on the set. <laughs> All right. Coming up tomorrow on the show. On the Monty program. We usually do lead pipe locks on Fridays. But lead pipe locks. We're going to move that to fr to next Friday because <laughs> we're going to break Monty's sir. shins in half. And Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of the Bears, he's going to come in here swinging a lead pipe. Think that's HIPAA? It's a Monty show exclusive. Damn. That would be amazingly bad. Uh... I, I'm telling you, if they hire, why, dude? Now it's dude. In my you're head. you're you are. No, the answer is no. You are in deep trouble. And donuts, 35k with this show. Today has not been good. Uh, 34,822. Come on, people. 178 away from 35,000 friends. Okay, real quick. Can can we talk about Pat McAfee on ESPN on during the Alabama game, real quick? Okay, so. Please, please. I'm glad you brought up Pat Mack. Am I the only asshole here who didn't like Pat Mack oh, on no. the Texas game? Oh, oh no. What, the, what, what, what have I been talking about for probably the last hour? I've been sitting here whining like a child over my terrible sports fandom. I'm a huge fan of the Pat McAfee show. Sitting at home waiting for the FedEx man to deliver my PXG clubs today. Which never happened until you left and I had to go get them. <clears throat> please continue. I realize that Pat McAfee is a sellout. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm trying. To, whoa. And I am, I am, I'm a huge fan of the Pat McAfee show. I watch every day. I was worried that when he went to ESPN, the show would change. And people are like, no, no, no. 
He's still got on a tank top, bro. It's fine. No, no, no. Okay. He's still wearing a tank top and interviewing every ESPN personality possible. And granted, we've tried to not curse nearly as much on this show, and I get it. I'm working on it. I'm trying. He doesn't curse at all. He's completely changed his takes. He had on, like, Adam Schefter. The, the final nail today, he had on Stephen A. Smith. And I'm just like, no, nah, dude, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Like, it's so frustrating that Pat McAfee completely changed his show. And it just doesn't feel the same. And I get it. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, Nick Saban Thursday. They're going the typical ESPN route where all we do is guests and guests and guests. And, you know, we hope you watch because Nick Saban's on on Thursday. It's, it's what has killed Sports Talk Radio. It's why we're all on Sports Talk YouTube and Sports Talk TV. Yeah. Because, oh, stupid guests, dumb guests, dumb guests, dumb guests. Why do I need Stephen A. Smith and why do I need him on Pat McAfee's show? You don't. Why did I need Adam Schefter not knowing about ESPN and Spectrum today? Pat McAfee is interviewing Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider, and he's like, well, what do you think of the Spectrum settlement? And he's like, well, hopefully it happens soon. You're Adam Schefter. <coughs> they, they've sold out. And it's just so disappointing. Well, and again, my my gripe was, and I don't disagree with you, but my gripe was they ESPN put him on the Alabama game. But for how long? You know, they they have a shot of him, AJ Hawk, and what was it? The other one, other guy, right? Where you've you've got the three of these guys standing here, and Pat's like doing, I guess, like half-ass calling of the game, kind of. You know, like just kind of. It wasn't really professional, but it's okay because it's Pat and AJ and the third guy. And I was just like, dude, like, what are we doing? Like, I'm not, I'm not watching Alabama and Texas for Pat McAfee. I want, I, I want. I want a professional cast. I don't need Pat here. Yeah, I would agree with that. I just, it's really frustrating. And it was unwatchable. My wife, we got home, we played around a golf. We got home right at kickoff yeah. of the Alabama game. Mm -hmm. I flip it on and it's the McAfee cast. And that's where Pat McAfee and his show host, AJ Hawk and, um, you know, all of his other dudes yeah, several are, other guys. are on the field. Like, play-by-play -play documenting the game. And it was terrible. It was really, really bad. It was unwatchable. It was a distraction. You flip on the normal game broadcast, fantastic game broadcast. Yeah. I love Pat McAfee. And I want the Pat McAfee show back. Wow. That's the, that's, and it's never going to happen. It's over. It's over. And, and I can't remember who it was, but it might have been OG Gary was like, the show's dead. Or somebody was saying as soon as he gets to ESPN, the show's dead. And I agree the show's dead. Well, and I think that there it's was hope the that it show. wouldn't have died because he was just, like, he had gone through, he's done this before. Like, before, obviously, before ESPN, like, he had made some changes. Barstool, then FanDuel, now ESPN. And when he got to FanDuel, nothing really changed. He got more money, expanded the set, like, things were cool. But... Now at ESPN, it just feels like he's just another guy on the bus, just another guy that ESPN can hammer as many interviews through as they possibly can. Yeah, and the you know the thing that I struggle with is that it just it just didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be that way. So I hope I'm wrong and I hope that I hope I'm completely wrong. Yeah.
I hope I'm completely wrong. Kevin says I switched to the normal broadcast. Me too. Uh, Pat Mac sucks 13-9. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't. What does that mean? I don't think Pat McAfee sucks. I really don't. Uh, this just dawned on you now? It did. It absolutely did. Well, I don't think it was a thing where it dawned on him. I, I, I think that the experience has changed in totality. The product is different now. Pat's show has evolved. I, I, I think you're exactly right on that. I never thought it would evolve to the point where you're having four or five ESPN personalities on a show for what we don't know why. That's what it was today. McKinstry got torched a couple of times. He did. But you're, when you play Texas as wide receivers, nobody's getting away unscathed. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. McAfee, a sellout with ESPN? No. I know, Lance. I'm dumb. Uh, McAfee wants Pat to have a Monty Monday. No, I just want it to be... I really enjoyed that show. I enjoyed... Did you hear about Pac-Man Jones? Uh, vaguely. Uh, what, what happened to him again? Pac-Man Jones, who is for long stretches, been a co-host on Pat's show, got arrested and charged with making terroristic threats. That's right. And yes. being drunk on an airplane. And he went scorched earth outside of the police department. And I actually believe him. It sounds like there was a disagreement uh, about baggage. And they said to him, do you want me to turn this plane around? So eventually they did. They claimed he was stone drunk and making threats. And outside of the police department, he was not drunk at all. And it, he said it was two hours after his arrest. I don't believe that Pac was drunk. Yeah. This is going to be interesting to see how it turns out. OG Gary told y'all wasn't the same. Yeah, I remember you saying that, Gary. Absolutely. Roundabout. I mean, who doesn't like watching the PTI when the wheel both of those guys out on heart lunch machines? Yeah. I wish it was younger. I think what ESPN doesn't understand or maybe just disagrees with is the idea that just because you sign a product doesn't mean it's got to turn into an ESPN product. Like, have it on your platform, yes, but allow it to be its own thing. And the best part about Pat was it was Pat's show. Shooter Texas. Art Riles was a scapegoat for the failed Title IX. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. And this is a reference to the Art Riles situation at Oklahoma this weekend. Look, dude, I'm willing to, I will, I will fight to the death on this. Art Riles was on the field after the game at Oklahoma, and it caused a, an entire S storm. But you guys understand what Art Riles did at Baylor, and I don't want to get into the details because it's a nasty, terrible dude, story. Speak this was not a Title IX issue with Art Riles. I was doing homework on all the things that, you know, just conveniently happened under Art Briles' watch at Baylor. Speaking of ESPN, ESPN has an article out there. If you search, you know, Art Briles' Baylor scandal, yeah, there's a laundry list. I'm talking about what must be, what, 25, yeah. 30 incidents? And we're not talking about, oh, just allegations. You're talking about people saying they were sexually assaulted. You're talking about awful things. Do you guys understand we're talking about uh, accusations against 10 or 15 football players on one woman? And we're talking about other sexual assaults. Rant, this is not a Title IX thing, bro. With all due respect, this is not a Title IX thing. Art Broyles had systematic 
issues on his teams at Baylor. So much so he cannot get a job at any level because of how bad things were at Baylor. It's not, this is not some, oh man, woke, don't even start. What Art Bryles did, Art Bryles earned this situation. Yeah. Art Bryles earned this. There's, it's not even. It's not in doubt. Come on. And if you want to live under that rock, you're more than welcome to, but we're not going to. Yeah, and you remember like Art Bryles being hired at Grambling and the shitstorm that caused. Art Bryles will never work again. And he shouldn't. I, I just, I mean, you understand that Baylor got like how many years of probation for that? And the damage he did in Waco? Are, are we seriously defending Art Bryles? Stop with that. Come on now. That's, that's wild to yeah, me. It's terrible. Wild that we would defend him. Yeah. Jeremy Callahan. I always, I always smelled it. It was just a matter of time before it became out full bore. I don't know what that means. I'm not smart, though. Our, uh, RJC man, Pat McAfee was a West Virginia place kicker who lost to Pitt 13-9. Trust me, every West Virginia fan knew what it meant. Okay, well, we didn't. I didn't know what so that meant. that's fine, man. My bad. Uh, Adam P., Kansas will shock a lot of people this year. They have the best QB in the country. They don't have the best no, QB in the country. They don't. Let's not get carried away. He's very good. He's not the best QB in the country. Uh, James, Monty needs a calzone from Poppy Murphy's to cheer him up. No, I just can't. The Art Bryles thing bothers me because it was a, a wild argument on Twitter over the Everybody weekend. Everybody always wants to say, Dudes. oh, my God, guys like Art Bryles or Urban Meyer or, you know, any of the degenerates in college football are victims, and it was in the admin office. Art had no idea. Yeah, you're damn, you're damn right he had every idea. He knew what was going on and did nothing about it and, in fact, covered it up. Yeah. So uh, big shout out to uh Fobulus 55, a new member of the show. You guys hit the join button. Uh, absolutely here on the Monty show presented by our good friends at the advocates, the advocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, the advocates.com where you never pay the advocates unless and until they win your case, which means you never actually write a check, send them money. Never. What happens is you go through your case the advocates get you a financial settlement, and they pay you. So you never reach into your pocket. In fact, you know you can talk to an attorney right now, live online, 24-7, 365, at no cost. You never pay a penny to talk to an attorney at the advocates at theadvocates.com. Uh, to join the show, all you have to do is click the join button, and then what happens is your comments, like uh, Phobulus 55 all of his comments will now be highlighted. We always read member comments first. Absolutely. Um, and if you, uh, if you join our higher tier at nine 99 a month, what that gets you is access to our members only Instagram chat, which is just a great community of sports talk. It's awesome. It is, it is the best part of the show. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Um, I love it. So I appreciate everybody who supports us. Hello. Supports the show. Thank you. Jeremy Callahan, bigger S-bag, Art or, or uh, Pervin Meyer? Oh, my God. I don't think we should be making that comparison. Yeah, that's, I, that's I, rough. I, I think that that's not. That's rough. You know. People died under Urban, dude. Drew, uh, Drew Money, Art Bryles is Baylor's version of Joe Paterno. Very much so. 
And today, people still fight for Joe Paterno's honor. He didn't know what was going on. Just because his best friend and defensive coordinator was a child <laughs> for decades, he knew. He knew. Why did they rip those statues? Oh, he was innocent. Let's rip his statue down. Yeah, that's how it works, right? That's how it works. Uh, Adam P. Sandusky is in prison for child rape. That was covered up by Paterno. No Baylor player was convicted of anything. Okay, that's fine. Katie Rader, of course, Baylor's, uh, Baylor got good. Of course, Bryles and Kendall were disgusting. Of course they are. Of course, Monty, of course. And from Red Raider about a Red Raider. Okay. Listen, you guys, the Art Bryles thing, I, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know how you defend a guy that the Committee on Infractions said it could not conclude that Baylor or Bryles violated NCAA rules by failing to report allegations of sexual or interpersonal violence committed on campus. The committee noted that while a former Baylor president described the school's handling of sexual violence as colossal operational failure. <coughs> so let me get this right. Female student says that she was sexually assaulted by up to 15 members of a football team. But the school didn't do anything about it. And evidence was like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We're really, we're defending a guy. We're defending a guy that, quote, Baylor admitted to moral and ethical failings in its handling of sexual and interpersonal violence on campus. No. But argued that their lacking of fundamental structure, however egregious, doesn't constitute a violation of NCAA rules. Okay, then uh, in April of 2016, Baylor defensive end Sean Oakman, a transfer from Penn State, arrested on oh. sexual assault charges. A Baylor grad student, Oakman, for, uh, alleges that Oakman forced her into sexual acts after they met at a Waco nightclub. Oakman told police it was consensual. He was later found not guilty. Not guilty. Okay, cool. So that's exactly how this list is put together. I mean, chapter and verse over and over again. Uh, January 2016, Baylor officials failed to investigate or adequately investigate allegations of sexual violence made by two women um, against a, a, a Baylor player. Both women said they uh, were informed that as many as six women had reported being assaulted by this Baylor player. The report also revealed Baylor University took nearly three years to comply with federal directives to hire a Title IX coordinator. Oh. And again... Just on and on and on. Just three years Art of evidence. Art could have known anything about this, though. I mean, just how three, would he know? Three years of evidence out the window. I mean, it's not like it happened on the football Player team. after player, Baylor president and chancellor Ken Starr orders Baylor law professor Jeremy Counselor to conduct an internal inquiry onto how the universal handle, university handles sexual allegations. Are you guys, are, like, are you, are you serious? Come on. Are you serious? Another Baylor student tells police that football player Deffen, uh, I'm not going to say their names, physically assaulted her during an argument. She alleges this player choke slammed her against a wall and kicked her. No criminal charges were filed. She later sued. No. Oh. Wow. No criminal charges were filed. 
Uh, Tevin Elliott has multiple allegations against him. And I say that because his allegations were heinous. I mean, the things he's alleged to have done are wild. And why is why was Art why was Art Bryles in the middle of all of this? Uh, because he just didn't do anything about it. <coughs> he just stood by and watched. And he's just coaching football. And it's amazing that he is now on the field at Oklahoma. And we have people saying that this is a Title IX issue. We're happy to defend Arp Riles and die on that hill, but we don't want to give Nick Saban uh, credit for not having issues like this ever. Come on. This is wild to me that we're calling this a Title IX issue. What are you? Why do we do this? Like OG Gary, what is he, Deshaun Watson? Go back and read, you guys. Just go back and look at what Tevin Elliott did and why. By the way, you say nobody was convicted. You should go back and look at at Tevin Elliott's record because yeah. he he is a terrible person who has multiple felony convictions. And if you look at the things he's accused of while he was a Baylor football player, it's crazy. It is It is absolutely crazy. Currently serving 20 years in state prison for two assaults against female Baylor athletes. Oh, got it. it I, I, Art didn't know anything, though. I mean, come on. Title, yeah, Title IX. What, why, would, why would Oklahoma have any issue with him being on the field in Oklahoma team-issued attire? I don't know. A former Baylor student said in a lawsuit in 2016 that the university did not properly protect or handle her sexual assault allegations against Tevin Elliott. Elliott, who played defensive end at Baylor, was convicted of two counts of sexually assaulting another student at a party, uh, sentenced to 20 years in prison, fined $10,000. This is crazy. A report from ESPN Outside the Lines featured several women who said they were assaulted by Elliott. According to the report, the school failed to even begin an investigation, properly investigate several other allegations against Elliot, where they're saying so much time passed between the time the student made the allegation to the time that it was ever even looked at, evidence was lost. Making it impossible to properly investigate their allegations. Mm. And was he kicked off the team after all of these allegations? Nope. We should hire our Bryles today. We should make him a goodwill ambassador for Baylor. So I'm just asking, if I'm the shithead for not wanting Art Bryles on the field at Oklahoma, why isn't he working? If it was just a Title IX thing, if he was the fall guy for Title IX at Baylor, why isn't he working? And why is it that every time his face is seen anywhere near a football stadium, people freak out? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I... I don't understand. Can't imagine it. why Coach Venables would be upset about this. I, I don't understand it. I mean, you know, can't imagine why the brass at Oklahoma would be upset about this. I don't get why we want to defend people like Art Bryles. Shouldn't we shouldn't we rally to him on the other side? Yeah, of shouldn't, this? shouldn't we want to take this guy to the woodshed? Like Cause I was reading um I was reading Pepper Hamilton's 
Art Briles investigation, the woman who I I want to say she was ultimately the Title IX person. And it's crazy to me the stuff that was said in this report. Yeah. Uh, Baylor University commissioned a law firm, uh, uh, Pepper Hamilton. That's right. Exactly. Pepper Hamilton to conduct an investigation. Where is that? Hold on. Following the threat of a lawsuit by Bryles for wrongful termination, Baylor provided an out-of-court settlement. Bryles and Baylor are co-defendants in a lawsuit filed by a woman who was allegedly sexually assaulted by multiple football players. Many Baylor football players... Uh, announced it was best for them to transfer the school once ba- uh, once Baylor fired Bryles. Seven members of the 2016 recruiting class were asked to be released. And the list of players and the aftermath, Patty Crawford is the Title IX coordinator. Um, Patty Crawford resigned after alleging that Baylor University did not allow her to do her job properly. She claimed... and. If you go back and read what Patty Crawford said, oh my God, just pure obstructionists on this Art Bryles thing, on this investigation. Um, She said a group of seniors that made sure they were protecting the brand instead of our students, contradicting earlier statements she had made in an August interview. In that interview, Crawford had said that the university had, quote, excellent Uh, excellent board that listens and is very supportive that she quote had a good partnership with Crawford also mentioned that she decided to resign because she did not want to be part of the problem rather seeking justice for many Jane Doe at Baylor (coughs) because let's also not forget that so many women were terrorized by by this group and it's really four football players this group of players that they stopped IDing themselves formally and there was so much systematic issues that information could not be protected at Baylor. Mm-hmm. And you think this is a Title IX problem? It, it's nice job, dude. Um, Ukawachu is legally mandated to serve six months in a non-prison detention facility and ten years of probation. Star, the top petition holder at the school, uh, position holder at the school, orders an internal investigation on how Ukawachu was allowed to transfer in. Baylor coach Art Bryles claims he did not know Ukawachu transferred from Boise State. Boise State coach Chris Peterson states he informed Bryles of everything he knew, which did not include any incident of sexual violence, as Boise State would have been required to report it had Peterson known of something. Baylor hires Pepper Hamilton to look into Baylor's response to sexual violence. <coughs> Pepper Hamilton, by the way, is a is a law firm. Uh, and yeah, don't I could keep going. This is just the, the very top of it. The very top of it. You had these four main actors, these four main football players, and just an entire group beneath them that played roles in it. Yeah. Like, again, I just go back to the idea you had 15 of your players accused of a heinous attack and you did nothing about it. Nope. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Title IX. Howard Bryles, he's a victim of Title IX. And in case you're just tuning in and you're wondering, why are we talking about this controversy? Because Saturday night, Art Bryles was on the field. And the issue is that his son-in-law, Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, is married to Art Bryles' daughter. 
And after the game, this photo was widely known. Everybody saw Art Bryles on the field. They asked Levy about it, and he was not at all contrite. Did you reach out to Art Bryles and invite him onto the sideline tonight? That's my father-in-law. That's Yeah, so he's my father-in-law. That's a grandfather to my two kids. So he was down with our entire family after the game, well after the game, but he was down there and with the entire family. I think there's going to be people that have trouble squaring that a little bit because of his... Yeah, well, that again, he's with his entire family. That's my father-in-law. That's a grandfather to my two kids. Hmm. So it doesn't matter that he's Art Bryles. And then all the questions got asked, like, well, how'd he get on the field? Hey, uh, Coach Venables, why did you give Art Bryles a field pass? Don't know anything about it. I did not authorize that. Joe Castiglione, the athletic director, why'd you give Art Bryles a, a field pass? Don't know anything about it. Didn't authorize that. Um, well, hey, you know, he's wearing, you know, he's wearing like official coach's gear on the field, standing with the offensive coordinator. Oh, we asked the offensive coordinator. He said it's, you know, it's a family thing. Funny thing happened, and I don't know how. Don't know how it could have happened. Saturday night, no contrition from Jeff Levy. Well, this morning he had a very different tune. Yeah, morning, you know, suspect, suspect you know, some of you might have questions uh, regarding my father-in-law, his presence at the game Saturday night. want to go ahead and address this. Got a statement for you guys that I'll read. You know, one, just want everybody to understand uh, my father-in-law, his presence on the field after the game the other night is, is something – uh, that created a distraction, and I, I do I apologize for that. That was that was not the intent at all. Uh, the intent was just to to celebrate with with my family. Um, do want to- yeah. Unfortunately uh, for you, sir, there's your family right there. Oh, that's right. Your family is not good, dude. Yes, it is. Our Bryles is just a victim of a Title IX scandal. Yeah, my. <laughs> so wait, if my our if our Bryles is this Title IX victim as our friends down in Waco apparently are defending. Um, let me just ask, uh, why is everybody pissed he was on the field at Oklahoma? It's Art Browse. He's a great coach. We, Oh, that's right. <laughs> he facilitated sexual assault at Baylor. Do you know what that's like these days? Oh, that's right. His players, none of his players were convicted of anything. Uh, there's, yeah, they're serving like hard decades. Time. <laughs> decades of time. Multiple times. But. Hey, that's not on our Bryles. He's fucked. Do you believe those psychos at Baylor didn't have a Title IX program? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Art Bryles was asking him. He didn't know about Ukawachu. Obviously not. How many mistakes? Uh, how, how many? It's wild. Gary Wolf, Venables needs to fire that coach if he doesn't have any more sense than that. And just so we're clear, just Lebby's married to Bryles' daughter. Bryles came to the game, sat in the family section after the game, used his family section ticket to get onto the field. Where Lebby, and I'll show you this picture, and if you didn't know who these dudes were, you just knew that Lebby, who's in the white hoodie, there on the, the, on the right, the po- poncho pullover, whatever you want to call it. You know that that's Webby in the white coat jacket. If you didn't know any better, Tell me you didn't think those were two Oklahoma coaches. Yeah, head coach Oklahoma on the left, and then one of his assistants on the right, talking about whatever. Right? 
on the field. And look, all the players, the wives, like they're on the field. Like there. if you were a casual, just a generalized football fan, whatever, didn't pay attention. What's we, wrong we, with this? Those are just yeah. Oklahoma coaches. Yeah, what's the issue? <laughs> it turns out that Art Bryles is a coach in Oklahoma? No, he's not. Uh, That's the issue, you guys. We can't give guys like Art Bryles breathe, air to breathe. You, yeah. can, you cannot. Because he's what's wrong with college football. Too many times, and as much as you want to hate Nick Saban, I go back to Brandon Miller, mm. the Alabama basketball player, who was at an incident where somebody was murdered, shot at a party. Now, he was never charged or found to have done anything wrong. But if you're an Alabama basketball player and you're at a party where somebody is shot and you were very closely associated with the people who may have been involved, and your head coach comes out and says... Hey, yeah, you know, um, it just turns out Brando was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm, mm. How did Nick Saban answer that? Do you guys remember that? Nick Saban said there's no such thing at the, as the wrong place at the wrong time. That doesn't exist. I'll also go back to his track record. Has he had trouble with players off the field? Very occasionally. Have, have you ever heard of domestic violence on his coaching staff? Have you ever heard of sexual assault systematically on his coaching staff in his locker rooms? Are guys getting arrested? Are guys being picked up for 40, 50 miles an hour over the speed limit? Do you have DUI crashes resulting in death? You don't. And you know why you don't? Because you don't go to house parties at one in the morning and, and play football for Nick Saban. Because you don't ride around in cars with guns and play football with Nick Saban. Because you don't, with 15 of your teammates, sexually assault a, a, a Baylor athlete and play football for Nick Saban. You don't transfer in from another university where you may or may not have had sexual assault issues that the coach may or may not have known about. Because you don't do that and play football for Alabama and Nick Saban. Yeah. And you know who else you don't do that with? Deion Sanders. Mm. So again, the two guys you hate the most. What's Deion Sanders always say? What is he famous for on his, on his YouTube show last year? He told his Jackson State football players, hey, vacation, but you know you got to be back here next Monday at 6 a.m. You got to be in this weight room. Don't call me Sunday night and say, hey, coach, sorry, bro. My flight got canceled. I'm not going to make it in time. Don't call me and say, hey, I got a flat tire. I'm going to be late. Get back here Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Don't come back here middle of the night on Sunday night because there are zero excuses for you not to be here Monday morning at 6 a.m. And goddamn, every player was... On time, 6 a.m. on Monday morning. Or you don't play for Deion Sanders, and you don't play for Nick Saban. But apparently you can play for Art Bryles. Ah! I just work here. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I want, I want Nick Saban, I want Deion Sanders to coach my kid. I will never send my kid to play for Pervin Liar. I will never send my kid to play for Art Bryles. It's not happening. I want my kid to play for Kirby Smart. Oh, wait. I'll never send my kid to play for Kirby Smart. I just won't. 
Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, if the contract has Bryles as a four-cause issue, Levy's days are numbered, should be numbered. And it should be a four-cause issue. And we talked about this earlier, and people lost their shit over it, but here's the facts of the case, and they are undisputed. Jeff Levy will never be a head coach because his father-in-law is Art Bryles. There's a good chance when he leaves Oklahoma after this season that Jeff Levy will never work in a major program again because his father-in-law is Art Bryles. Not just based on that, but now we know his father-in-law is Art Bryles. Because yeah, you understand the game, right? It's two different things. It's if privately your father-in-law is Art Bryles, and that's not a well-known fact publicly to the point where you could hire this guy and nobody would know about that. Okay, yeah, sure. We could we could skate by, but now it's public. Now everybody knows. Now it's a now it's a now you got a black eye over it. That's the problem. Has anybody seen Kendall Bryles and Art Bryles on the on uh, on it on the field after the game? Hey, at who's TCU? Kendall Bryles? Who who's that? Well, that's Art Bryles' son. Oh, right. And the offensive coordinator at TCU. Jackass. But why is this not a problem? Because you're never going to hold the son responsible for the sins of his father until he forces you to. But do you see, do you see, do you see like Kendall Bryles like walking hand in hand, shoulder in shoulder with his old man after every game? You don't. You see Kendall Bryles making any type of noise anywhere? You don't. And you could have, you could have hired anybody to replace Garrett Riley. I mean, anybody. You didn't have a problem hiring Kendall Bryles. But now Jeff Levy's going to have a problem getting a job. As he should. As he should. And I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. And I know everybody's going to say, that's discrimination, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, it, you're fucking right it is. And, excuse my French. You're goddamn right it is. And it should be. Because I don't want Art Bryles wearing my logo on his chest, standing at the 50-yard line, and neither does Joe Castiglione at, at, at Oklahoma. That's the bottom line. Whew. Man. Hey, who's Garrett Riley? Who's Garrett Riley? Oh, that's right. A much better person than Art Bryles or his kid. Like, it's just... It, I don't have a problem with Kendall Bryles. Me. I don't have a problem no, but, with Kendall Bryles. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everyone's like, well, what do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean Kendall's not making a lot of noise? Dude, if you ask anybody who Kendall Bryles is, they probably wouldn't know. Like, anybody who's not, like, a serious, in-it-every-single-week football fan, go out and ask a, a, a 20-year-old TCU fan who that is. Yep. They're Ky- not going to know. Kyle Wilson says, shame on you, Monty. Oh, please, do tell. Yeah, let's hear it. Do tell. What Shame on me for what? Yeah, explain. Yeah. You guys, like, I can't. I, I just, I, I. You really want your kid being coached by, by Art Bryles? You really think your 18-year-old son, knowing what Art Bryles allowed at Baylor, because... Again, the fact that you can't get away from with your Title IX bullshit is he's the head coach at Baylor. I didn't know about it. You're fired. Because guess what, kid? It's your job to know about it. It's not good enough. You're fired. Yeah, I, I can't watch over what everybody did. As soon as I found out, you're fired. You didn't know that 
like 15 of your student athletes, your, your football players are accused of? How do you accidentally? This is the other thing that I, I, I saw on Twitter yesterday. Well, those kids were accidentally accused. No, they weren't. You don't accidentally get accused of sexual assault. Oh, there's false allegations all the time. Well, then what's he doing in jail for 20 years? You don't accidentally go to jail for 20 years. You don't get everywhere you go, you get accused of sexual assault. You think that's accidental? You think that's Title IX? You think that's injustice? Come on now. Come on now. Kyle Wilson, what's he supposed to do? Divorce his wife? Come on, man. No, he's not supposed to bring Art Bryles on the field. Is it that hard to understand? Wait, let me get really crazy. You're not supposed to bring Art Bryles to Oklahoma. <laughs> stay, the, stay home. Hey, if my son came to me and said, I want to marry Art Bryles' daughter, that's fine. He can never be anywhere near you because he will ruin you. It's Chernobyl, dude. It's Chernobyl. Yeah, I would agree with that. You're not there. The Chernobyl happened 30 years ago. What happens when you walk into the Chernobyl area now? Yeah, you die. Art Bryles is Chernobyl, dude. You were photographed. You think I'm wrong? Why are we talking about this? Because Jeff Levy and Art Bryles are on the field together, photographed wearing Oklahoma issue gear, which makes Art Bryles, whether he is or not, an Oklahoma guy. And the coach lost his shit over it, and the athletic director wasn't happy about it, and the boosters aren't happy about it. It isn't hard to find. Go get online. Nobody wanted him there except Jeff Lebby. So should he divorce his wife? No. But he shouldn't have had him there. It's a you, big mistake. Do you see, again, I'm his own kid. Where's Boss Frog when you need him? Are you telling me that Kendall Bryles is walking his dad down the staircase and being like, oh, it's family though, bro. Bro, it's family. What about all those rapes, sir? Oh, it's family. <coughs> no, it's not family. It's Chernobyl. This isn't rocket science, my man. It's not rocket science. Jeff Levy made a huge mistake. And I look at Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker at Michigan State. Did you guys hear about this? And wow, we are way over time. Uh, real quick, did you guys hear about this Mel Tucker thing? Football coach suspended today without pay at Michigan State. After about a week or 20 days here, he brought in a counselor, an expert on sexual assault and sexual training, multiple times this woman, to speak to his football team. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Mel's on a road trip, allegedly picks up the phone, calls the counselor. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it went off the rails when he unsolicitedly, allegedly, engaged in phone sex with a woman who didn't want it. And she complained. And today, they suspended him without pay, which is the next step in firing him. And he has a clause in his contract that says if they fire him for morals, he does not get a penny of the $77 million he has remaining on his deal. By the way, the governor's involved now, and she would like answers, and she's incredibly disappointed. Now, I don't know how to break this to you. Here's why this is really relevant. What's Larry Nassar known for? Mm. Remember Larry Nassar? You remember him. The guy who was recently stabbed in prison multiple times. 
He is the the sexual assaulter who worked at, among other places, Michigan State. Mm. And you look at the football problems at Michigan State, this is not new. This is not new. You look at the systematic issues at Michigan State, this is not new. This is not new. Michigan State's going to drop the hammer on Mel Tucker. He will never work again. And probably shouldn't. Probably that's the as somebody said earlier, that's the most expensive phone call anybody has ever made on the face of the earth. Seventy seven yep. million dollars. Yep. Oof. Kyle, uh, I'm not defending Art Bryles. He should be under under the jail. Yes, he should. Uh, but that's his fault, his sins. And Bryles came on the field with a thousand other fans. No, no, no sir. No, 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 no. Stop. Art Bryles didn't come on the field with a thousand other fans. Art Bryles should never have been in the stadium. And Art Bryles knows that. You're talking about Texas and Oklahoma. It's the same state. Do you think anybody in Norman doesn't know who Art Bryles is? Come on now. Of course you do. He should never have been there. And what were you thinking giving him an Oklahoma sweatshirt? And then being photographed with him on the field. Yeah, that's the part that blows up your point here, man. It doesn't matter how many other people were on the field. None of them are, are named Art Riles. It has stained this kid. And it's unfortunate because they're actually doing quite well finally. Yeah, well, it's a bad decision. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 I understand it. I get it. But Jim Choi says, Tucker and the lady talked on the phone for 27 times over 30 minutes late at night, she received money from Tucker through Venmo, and he gave her Air Jordans. Tucker uh, should have never got involved. Oh, but again, how many got, how many dudes are going to have to go down to sex before somebody's like, yeah, probably shouldn't have phone sex with this lady. Probably shouldn't bring that intern into the Oval not, Office. Not good enough to get a $77 million contract and never have to worry about money again. You got to have phone sex with the new person you brought in. Nice probably job, dude. Shouldn't. Nice work. You know, Harvey Weinstein probably nice shouldn't have a button that locks your door. The guy, the the former Today Show, Matt Lauer. Mm, Matt remember? Lauer. Matt Lauer was the richest dude in the history of TV news. Had it made. Yeah, then they installed that button that locks and unlocks his door under his desk. Probably should. Like, how many guys are, <laughs> how many dudes are going to fall at, at sex? And let me ask you this. Do you think Mel Tucker watches porn? Do you think Matt, Matt Lauer watches porn? Do you think Bill Clinton watches porn? Do you th- two and two together here, boys. I'm telling you, it is the absolute death of you. Uh, Jeremy Callahan gets the final comment. Drop nukes on Lansing and Norman. Now, nah, Norman's awesome. Norman's awesome. Yes, the eye patch. No, now you get the final one. Since you brought up Penn State, why didn't they get the football death penalty? Hmm. I was on the air at Cairo Radio in Seattle when that whole judgment came down and I said, they should never play another football game. Hmm. Should never play another football game. The Monty show is presented by our good friends at bucked up energy, bucked up the official energy provider of the Monty show. Make sure you get to buckedup.com. You want to know how I have all this energy buckshot bucked up energy, cherry candy, bucked up energy drink, zero sugar. It's amazing. Get 20% off at checkout, buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty20. Until tomorrow. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.